Kids, episode 92 of the PS Nation podcast brought to you by PS3 Fanboy and unofficially by Sailor Jerry and a bunch of other stuff that we're going to be drinking for the week. <laughs> Mark and I just got done, done with a very, very kick-ass interview that you'll be hearing a little bit later. Uh, we actually got to talk to Kyle Schubel, Schubel, who is the U.S. producer for Killzone 2. He's the managing producer. Um, and we went an hour with Kyle and uh, we're going to leave the whole thing in. It, it went really well and... Um, our thanks right away to Sony for setting that up. That was, and mm-hmm. to Zaku pilot for setting that up. Uh, he went and pled our case for us and, uh, man, that was, that was awesome. So just makes me want the game we, that much more now. Um, we love Zaku. Yeah. Zaku, you rock. We even asked his question and everybody laughed. Yeah. But home still sucks. <laughs> Aquaman worst comic book character ever. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> besides the interview we got emails uh we, we had some voicemails but we went really long this week with the interview so we're gonna hold off on those um but keep sending them in we will use them eventually because it's gonna get slow here pretty quick um mm-hmm. the absence of new well we got news the absence of new releases blu-ray blu-ray new releases i'm just tripping over myself now a listener review of astro tripper that came out in europe last week a hands-on with persona 4 and a listener review of quantum of solace from Coromore. Uh, what we've been playing and then some other stuff talking about the live show a little bit and uh, going on from there. So we will kick right into the emails Ooh. and Mark, you want to read My mouth tastes like gin. I bet you because you're drinking gin. Yeah. Actually, Ooh. I'll read this new one because it's HDTV. An HDTV oh, question. Oh boy. Here I we go. prepare for a drinking game next geek, weekend. Geek, geek, geek. Uh, this one comes from... Does he say anywhere else? All right, this one comes from CJ. I want to buy a new HDTV, but I want to know which one should I get? I mean, should I get an LCD or a plasma? The room I have, the PS3 in is quite small, so I don't need anything too big. I think a 36-inch roughly would do it. So should I get an LCD or plasma and which brand? Um, I would say for that room, plasma is going to run hotter, so I would almost go with an LCD just for that. Um, Both Mm -hmm. will be all right, but LCD will probably last you longer. Um, Vizios are very nice. Uh, Basically, stay away from... I want to say Olivia, but that's not the one. There was there was a brand that recently kind of got got called out, and I can't remember what the hell it is anymore. I don't think Olivia's were well. No, no it's Olivia's not Olivia. Okay it's something else. It was something else. Damn it! Uh, but you know, uh, there's there's a lot of brands out there. Uh, the Vizios are nice. Uh, the Westinghouse that I have is very nice. It's a TX series. Um, roughly, you're not going to find 36. I think you're going to find 37 inch. Um, but yeah, yeah it, as long but as for it supports a small HDMI. room, 32 might not be terrible. Yeah, I had that Symphonic from uh, one of the Walmart Black Fridays like two years ago, and that thing, Moe's got it now. I sold it to John a long time ago, and then now Mo bought it. And that thing, it did the job. It wasn't a great HD TV. Um, it actually it played HD fine. It was the standard definition stuff that looked like crap, but gaming-wise, that thing worked great. Um, so, yeah. you know, go to the shops, take a look uh, at, at the picture. That's not the greatest way to see it sometimes when they don't calibrate them. Um, but no matter what, when you get it home, turn the contrast down to about 60% or lower so you don't burn the thing out right away. Um, and then mm-hmm. the other part of his question is also, do you do any of you play SOCOM anymore? I've been wanting to get no. some friends together. Bullshit. 
Uh, but wanted to get some friends together to play it because I'm tired of these kids screaming into into the mic at their mom because they he did bad on his report card. <laughs> if you're up for it, my <laughs> PSN is FUBAR, but it's F-U-B-B-A-R. Um, thanks and good luck with the show. Insert witty Chuck's mom joke here. Uh, actually, we are playing Silicon again. Uh, I started a clan for VG Evo. If you would like an invite, just message me on the PSN. Just a quick message saying, please add me to the uh, SOCOM clan. I don't know what the the ceiling is, but uh, I've actually been playing quite a bit of it starting this last weekend. And, uh, man, I had a blast with it. That that last patch was nice, and we're still waiting for the uh, the new patch with a lot more fixes. But I had no problems whatsoever. It was was a lot of fun. So there, Mark, just because you're not playing it doesn't mean that we're not playing it. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I'm not playing anything right now, so whatever. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> Here's a nice short one for you, too. Yay. Um, here, let me open it. That would make it easier to read. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you didn't wear your wizard's hat and robe today? No, I'm wearing a sweatshirt and track pants. I'm wearing my gave up outfit. Wait, track pants? When's the last time you actually mm-hmm. went and ran track? <laughs> um, last time there was a sale at GameStop. Ah, all right then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi, Glenn and Mark. First of all, great podcast. I actually do not have a question or a Chuck's mom joke. Thank you. <laughs> Just wanted to write an email to wish you guys and all the listeners of that great podcast a nice holiday and a great time with your family. Aww. Greets from Germany from Kai. PSN ID. Perkin, P-E-R-K-1. Oh, I, should cre- I should create a new um, PSN name, Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get that avatar, I'm in. Oh, man. <laughs> Stay on target. Was that the one I sent you where it was like Porkins, where he's all photoshopped with like a bucket of chicken? and. <laughs> 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 Oh, boy. Don't get me laughing. My throat's messed up. All right. Next one is uh, from TGN, and it says, Hello, guys. Just like to say how I enjoy your podcast, although I keep getting very strange looks on the bus, uh, on the bus to work when I start laughing at full volume. Must be listening to some other podcast. Uh, I know that you are stateside based. uh, I know that you are stateside based, but I was wondering if you could shed any light on why Super Street Fighter HD Remix has been delayed by Capcom for European release. Is there is this another case of waiting for 12 language conversions that should have been considered beforehand, or is it Europe getting a bit of a bum deal again? I was looking forward to this release, especially with SF4 on the horizon, and listened to your comments about it with great envy. Keep up the good work. Dan from Scotland, UK, Europe. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, it'd be nice to know. I, I don't understand why you guys are getting hosed like this. I mean, especially with the fact that it's out on the 360 over there. Yeah. That's bullshit. That's actually really, really shitty. Yeah. And, then, and there's been Unless no maybe they're like, oh, hey, happened. the networking sucks, so we'll fix it before it comes out in Europe. <laughs> well, Gruel and I played the other day. We had no problems at all. Yeah, but a lot of people are having problems, and that's a problem. Yeah, I know. It's, it needs to be fixed. It's all the peer networking stuff. It's messed up. Yeah. So... Yeah, we don't know. I, nothing's been told. Nothing's been said about why Europe's getting screwed at all. Hmm. <laughs> so That's there poopy. you go. <laughs> Doesn't Terry have Capcom contacts? We should have him find out. No kidding. Terry, get on that. Yeah. He'll listen to this like a month from now when he catches up on his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by then it's fixed or something. Yeah. 
Okay, number four. Hello, PS Nation. Hello. We've seen some of Sony's big guns on the PSP, like God of War, Killzone, Ratchet, Clank, Daxter, and Resistance. And we heard some rumors about others, like Little Big Planet and MotorStorm. I'm still wondering if Uncharted is an inevitability, since we didn't get a true Jack game, which is another Naughty Dog franchise. What do you guys think? Did you hear anything about it? Also, what did you think of the Uncharted 2 VGA trailer? I mean, we asked for a minecart and they answered with a train. Is that good enough? Happy holidays from Sadiq. No, it is not good enough. We need a minecart level. <laughs> with a bad frame rate, uh, damn it. Oh. Uh, do we think we're going to see Uncharted on the PSP? Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. No. I. You know, like, there is that comment that the dude from ready at dawn made about oh hey look at us we've got like the top three three of the top selling psp games yeah Maybe we shouldn't have given away those dev kits like other than being kind of an asshat comment you know it, a lot of people are saying like well maybe they should make new ones and take on uncharted since they did so good with the other ones yeah i could see that um i don't think it's out of anywhere out of the realm of possibility that we'll see an uncharted game but I don't know if it'll play the same though. Well, it, it they could be similar, but if they use the controls from Resistance um, Retribution, it might work. Yeah, it could. I was even thinking like, do it sort of like a a flashback or out of this world kind of game where it's all rotoscope. Uh, yeah, that might work. I don't know. I would it, like to it, see more like side think, scrolling. Yeah, that'd be actually kind of. I think cool. it'd be kind of cool. Because part of the the coolness of Uncharted is how smooth all the animations are. And they just aren't going to be able to do it in 3D like it is on the PS3 on the PSP. Right. But, like, Rotoscoped would look as smooth, just be a different game type. Yeah. So they'd have to, like... I mean, they could still do, like, kind of a cover system, but they'd really have to substantially change the combat. I don't know. Might be neat. Yeah. I'd still like to see Motorstorm, though. I think they'd be a blast. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, it won't be the physics and everything else, but I think they... Could actually do a pretty good job on on the PSP with that. That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Well, we're done with our emails. So what we're going to do now is uh, break into the interview that we had with uh, with Kyle. And uh, like I said, I think you're going to really enjoy this. He he got really in depth with the multiplayer. Got a couple of single player tidbits here and there, uh, but we had a, a PR guy online, so. Uh, I'm sure if he said anything, he would have gotten a, a stern talking to. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kyle's been around for a long time. He's been in the industry for a long time, and um, I mean, cripes, we talked to him for a good twenty minutes before we even started recording. So, thanks to Kyle for coming on the show uh, so late in his day and uh, filling us in on this stuff. But uh, let's break into it. All right, kids. Well, as we told you last week, we have a very special interview for a game that's probably my most hotly anticipated title of 2009, uh, Killzone 2. We have Mr. Kyle Schubel, who's the managing producer for the game, and uh, he has been gracious enough to join us pretty late at night here for an interview. So uh, <laughs> thank you very much, sir. Hey, how's everybody doing out there? This is, this is going to be fun. It's so cold. <laughs> that's why i love southern california uh, <laughs> paid my cold dues you don't have the green bay packers up there so mm-hmm. hey. 
Yeah, hence why I'm a Cowboys fan, which I know is going to get some booze from the folks Ooh, up in your neck. But, yikes. Uh, uh, the fact that I can admit it when they're playing the way they are right now shows you that I'm a real fan. Yeah, I can't really say too much either. <laughs> uh, um, all right, well, we had literally, I think it was 80 questions for you. And nice. yeah, it, it was pretty crazy. Uh, so I pared it down and I don't even know how many are on this list, but I figure we'll just hit the list and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see where things go. So, uh, Mark, I actually like your question first. Okay. So I think that's a great one because it's a good way to segue into some stuff. So go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll preface this by saying I didn't get to play the beta, but I did hear Glenn talk about it constantly. So it's like I played it. <laughs> um i've seen a lot of video and pics and the game does look amazing but i'm not really a big first person shooter fan so can you sell me on why killzone 2 is the next big thing okay i mean killzone 2 one of the benefits we have is the playstation 3 is really letting us open up the lid on creativity so from a first person shooter standpoint it's a beautiful game but also we're really able to throw you into an immersive environment where you feel like you're a part of the war and it's just this overall it's an overarching experience that really makes you feel like you're on an alien planet and it's uh i, I think it's going to suck some people in and then they're going to get a little surprised because um <clears throat> god how do i say this tactfully huh. kill zone one wasn't exactly known for its storytelling the story was uh, wasn't as as great as we wanted it to be. Right. I think we finally hit one out of the park. So now you've got a strong FPS that is beautiful on strong hardware with a epic story that's a ton of fun to to live through. And then you get hmm. online, which is just icing on the cake. Cool. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> so now you're going to buy the game, right, Mark? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's well, we'll obviously, talk at the end of the game, interview. We'll see where we go with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do think it looks really cool and I am looking forward to it. But that kind of leads into my next question, too. So uh, Resistance, we know, was a pretty decent success on the PS3, but it never really became the gigantic juggernaut that Halo and Gears of War became for the 360. Do you think Killzone 2 has the potential to do that? Absolutely, I think it has the potential to do it. One of the other things that we really tried to do was add a layer of community to the game. So from from a single player experience, we've already touched on the story. I, I really feel that the story is strong, and I love the experience and immersion. From a multiplayer experience, one of the reasons why I think Halo did as well as it did was this online experience, which people got sucked in, and you know I had no friends who lost months to that game. Um, Gears of War, beautiful game, ton of fun. I've enjoyed both. I mean, I, I'm a gamer first and foremost. I play just about everything and i love shooters so i'm more than happy to mention both uh those titles and uh i feel honored to be mentioned in the same breath but killzone i think brings to the table a level of community which is hasn't really been seen before we were adding everything in from clans to user created tournaments the the clans are online you get to name your own you get a web page on killzone.com you'll be able to send messages to one another from killzone.com on your pc or in game you'll be able to invite people set up you know calendars and such we've put in clan valor so you actually your clan has basically money so to speak and you know it's not money yeah. but it's valor that you can bet on a game yeah, that's one of the I think my clan is better than your game. Let's throw down. I'm willing to put 50 Valor down. And then whoever wins, win or take all. Now you actually can do clan tournaments where you can get, you know, 4, 8, you know, 12, 16 
clans playing in a tournament to see who really is the best. Now we're going to take this on to an online community with a dynamic game. We'll, we'll cover a lot of the specifics about the game, but from a community standpoint, I think we really hit it out of the park, and we're going to give people a long-term online experience and a level of bragging rights that's uh, not been seen outside of MMOs. Very cool. And that, he would know I hear he plays th- WoW a lot, too. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> thing is just sucking me in. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, uh, God. I, I, and the thing is, I even quit. I even got away from it, and I had to come back to WoW. You know, it's like, oh, God, Lich King. Oh, man. See, that's why I'll never start. That. Yeah, I, I, I can never ever play the game because I'll just yeah. get sucked into it. Yeah, we don't, don't. Just to, you know, I'm sorry, everyone at Blizzard. I got a lot of friends there. I'm sorry, but don't play this game for your own health and family. Don't play this game. There, there's a guy I, I work know. with that uh, had quit as well, and then Lich King came out. We went to lunch the day that it came out, and <laughs> me and this other guy kept jabbing him the whole time. We're like, "You got vacation time left. You should, you should go after the Lich King, man. You should, you should go try to find the Lich King." <laughs> He's like, no, no, I quit the game. I quit the game. Next day, he was gone. He wasn't at work at all, and he played it all weekend. <laughs> oh, man. I feel his pain. I feel his pain. Uh, I mean. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you know, you know, they did, they did something right, so yeah. I, I love those yeah. guys and hate them in the same breath. <laughs> all right, well, no, sorry but, uh, to get off the topic. The Mark. community stuff actually sounds really good, because I played Halo 3, and the game itself didn't do much for me, but it really did nail the community aspect. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad to see all that coming to the PS3. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm um, really looking forward to seeing how you guys, how you guys and the, the listeners all bite into it. You know, it's like, do people get it? Do people dive into it? Do they, do they buy in and have the fun that I know we've been having? And I know the folks who played in the beta had a good time too. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's that's an <laughs> understatement for a few of us. <laughs> um, I, and this is off topic, or not off topic, but this is off the, the list. But um, do you guys have like the set number of members you can have in a clan yet, or is that still being worked on? Is We're there... trying to figure out what the ceiling is, and we really want to open it up as much as possible. Okay. So right now, I haven't really, we haven't said it's you know, insert number here, but it's, it's, we want it to be as sizable as physically possible. And we're actually hoping somebody's going to find that ceiling for us. <laughs> and that, that'll be one we, that's the thing is I want to keep this thing wide open until we hit the ceiling rather than laying an arbitrary one. And then realizing afterwards, Oh wait, we said 64, but we can hold 256 and something right. like that. So, but it's, mm-hmm. it really is. We're trying to keep it as wide open as possible. Well, one thing we do on VG Evo, which is the the website that we're associated with is, a lot of times we use the clan tools just as kind of our little website friends list um, yep. instead of really being competitive, which a, a certain portion of the group will always want to be competitive, but we just really use that list as a way to find each other when we're in certain games. So it's, it's really nice when there's a higher ceiling. Yep. Yeah. That, that is the goal. Awesome. Um, <laughs> all right. From Backsider 578, this is a nice quick one. Uh, regarding going to the scope view, will, will there be an option to get out of the view when you release L1? Because right now it's, you know, you push it once you go down to the view and then you push it again to come out. Is there a way to do it more like Call of Duty where you just hold it when you need it and then let off? Not at present. It really is a triggered event because we wanted to keep a, uh, we wanted to keep the people from twitching in and out of it as much. Um, trying to make it more of a deliberate motion of the scope view. It's something that we possibly could modify in the future, but at this moment in time, it is a click on click off. So it is a, it's not a God, what I'm trying to think of the term. It's, it it seems like you're trying to get away from the running gun style a little bit more. 
Absolutely. We, we very much wanted to make this more of a deliberate tactical game. Okay. It is intended to be an interaction with a bunch of people rather than one epic player taking over the map. Not that that doesn't happen as well. <laughs> My, one of the guys I work with, one of the associate producers on the project is just freaking epic with the sniper rifle. And oh, he's just, he'll, <laughs> he'll lock down a third of the map by himself. And it, it can be done, but overall, we do not want it to be, we want it to be more work together, talk to your squad, talk to your clan. How do we get this guy, you know, how do we root that tick out of the top of the building? Yeah. I hate snipers. <laughs> <laughs> always have, always will. Yeah, yeah. I, I relate because I'm not a very good one. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> I, it's just, you know, everybody I know who hates snipers isn't a good one. It's, it's one of those, damn that guy just keeps killing me. I really want to kill him. Oops, I can't. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Mark, next. <sighs> yeah, next we got one from Zakapows. How many? <laughs> I don't even know how you're supposed to say his name. <laughs> um, let's see. I can probably just read all these at once. There's just four quick ones. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Go for it. How many ranks are there? What are the different classes? Can you upgrade weapons and can you customize your armor and costume? Alrighty. So how many ranks are there? Um, we've got a multi-tier system where you have ranks, badges, and ribbons. So I, I want to say the final number was 25 ranks, mm. which uh, basically is in your name. You know, are you a lieutenant or whatever? Right. You also have badges, which are what we call, you know, classes in our game are called badges. You unlock several of the badges. You know, you only start out with the soldier badge, and then as you go through, you unlock the other badges. I want to say there are six in the final game as well. It's one of the hard parts when you work on these games for so long. It's like, oh, yeah, we had 14, <laughs> 8, 7, 6. Crap, how many are there? Um, I think but, it was you know, six in the beta. As you play through the game, you'll unlock the other badges. Uh, those vary from like medic and engineer to saboteur to scout, and each of these ones have different abilities. Um, as far as upgrading your weapons, not uh, not in the conventional or traditional sense. You know, when you start looking at some of the other shooters where you're slapping gear onto them, our, our weapons are actually uh, pretty. I don't want to say uh, they're unmodifiable. They, they, you know, the M82, when you pick it up, the assault rifle for the ISA, it always behaves the same way. It still has a red dot on it. And as you play through, you unlock the different classes, which open up other weapons to you. Um, and as far as customizing your armor and costumes, uh, no, you can't modify the armor, costumes, or your look because you're a soldier. You aren't supposed to. You're, you're part of a greater war, and you know overall, you don't want people to stand out in a crowd because that guy's probably the officer. Somebody put a bullet in him. <laughs> um, so we've really tried to make it so that you the modification to your armor and costumes is very much tied to your badges. When you are a medic, you look like a medic. When you are a sniper, you look like a sniper. So okay. hope that, I hope that adequately touches on those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, here's our requisite... <laughs> <laughs> Here's our requisite question uh, from Arkham. Uh, he says, okay. you haven't released any footage of the minecart level yet. Why not? You're including a minecart <laughs> level, right? Don't tell me you're skipping over the greatest innovation in games since the development of the jump button. <laughs> How in the world can he neglect the crate level? I mean, my God, the greatest innovation <laughs> since the jump button? You got, it's a shooter. You have to have a crate level, too. And I mean, you think I'm going to leak the minecart footage before we release? Where would the surprise be, guys? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hopefully, uh, you fix the frame rate on it. That's all I want. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Gonna have Drake from Uncharted show up in a minecart <laughs> bonus stage. Yeah, with, with goggles and a gas mask on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our listeners are okay. Weird. Our listeners are great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the next question is from Black Skimmer. Obviously, you guys have the best looking console game to date. What new technologies are you guys bringing with your new engine, aka? Uh, DR, HDR, texture streaming, etc. And what is your best multiplayer moment with Killzone 2? Hmm, okay. Well, as far as technology, um, getting back to the original comment about the PlayStation 3 and the hardware's capability really just opening up the lid on creativity. The benefit for the PS3 with the the RSX and the cell processor and the multi-core system, we can really open things up. We can make it look the way it does. One of the things that we have, in my opinion, at this moment over other PlayStation 3 games is that Gorilla is, they, I mean, they're family. They're, they're a wholly owned subsidiary of Sony Europe. They've uh, kind of been hammering on the PS3 hardware for quite a while, which I'm sure many of you will remind me of how long that they've been working on, <clears throat> on this title, especially <laughs> after that 2005 trailer, which I still have nightmares about. Um, but the, We're going to do what? Things that they're really... <laughs> some of the fun things they're really doing is deferred rendering, um, which is effectively we are massaging some of the graphics before they even go to the video card. So by utilizing some of the SPUs on the cell processor, we're able to spruce things up before it even hits the RSX. And then the RSX has all of its processing power to really add in, you know, environmental lighting and, and the, the proper texture mapping. And, you know, the texture streaming was an interesting uh, comment because with the, the phenomenal throughput on the PlayStation 3 is allowing us to really do some sick things with textures and bump mapping and the shadows and, and talking about, you know, light streaming through a skylight in a room of a warehouse with crates, by the way, going back to the <laughs> last question. And barrels. Um, and dust in the air and explosions going off and you're actually watching you know you know wind moving smoke and things dissipating and it just it feels like you're looking through a window yeah um and as far as my best multiplayer moment within Killzone 2, um, it actually, it, while it was my best moment, it wasn't actually my skill that made it the best. It was, uh, we were, one of our modes, which we'll get into more later, it was, it's a variant of Capture the Flag where you're capturing a, uh, you're picking up a beacon and it's a, it's a um, oh God, my brain just Propaganda my speaker? A propaganda speaker. Thank you very much. But you're running with the propaganda speaker, and I'm sprinting through this trench in an absolute panic because I'm at next to no health. I've ran out of ammo. I only have my pistol, and I'm the guy with the flashing beacon that everyone sees. And the same guy I was talking about earlier, who's the great sniper, was covering me. And I swear, guys were sticking their heads out of every single corner. And every single time I go, oh my god! And I would swing my pistol to him, and his head would explode. And I would swing my pistol to the next one, and he would fall over. And it was just one of those Hollywood moments that I'm just like, I'm gonna die! Ran right up, dropped it off, and then I got sniped. But it was an epic <laughs> moment, and it did have an absolute lasting impression. Nice. <laughs> nice. That, that always tells you something about a game when you have a moment, or even multiple moments, that you remember like that, where you can talk about it even six months you know, down the road, where, oh, I remember this one time I was playing that game, and this happened. I mean, to me, that's a game that, that I really focus on more. So absolutely. I I mean, it's when you can go talk to your friends about it afterwards and have as much fun talking about the moment. I mean, you know, so like I, like I said, I play 
way too many games, but mm-hmm. talking about a Call of Duty 4 match where it was just this back-and-forth battle or, you know, your, your raid that you went on a while the night before and having it feel as good afterwards, yeah. it, there's just something when a game does that to you, it's cathartic. Yeah. Can't you guys turn the beta back on? Come on. <laughs> not much longer i swear i still have it installed i turn it on every now and then well maybe the server's on today click oh air 10002 no yeah yeah i understand they really wanted to repurpose those servers for the for the live environment and uh finaling with tests and everything like that so we're having to utilize the same hardware sorry yeah but i'm addicted Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've already established that WoW will suck you back in. We're expecting Killzone to do the same. There you go. There you go. It's got the same <laughs> leveling stuff built in. Whoa! Wait a second. They're trying to get me to play MMO. <laughs> it just dawned on me. No. Yeah, stop the pain. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll pay ten dollars a month to play. Come on. Um. All right. Our next one is pretty quick. Uh, from Jack Bauer it says, "Will online multiplayer have?" Split screen. Unfortunately, no. One of the things that we uh, did end up having to do with uh, with the PlayStation 3 is we're trying to exploit every possible nook and cranny, and we're streaming so much data. Having the option to have two people in vastly different locations would, uh, would have hindered the experience for both players, and we want everyone who plays this game to feel the same level of immersion. So we walked away from split screen, unfortunately. That's right. I don't have any gamer I think you'll be happy with the end result, though. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) All right, Mark. All right. This one's from Kohath. Will Killzone 2 support the new screenshots feature? How about video capture? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, At this point in time, we do not have, we have not announced anything on support for either. However, that is something that could be explored at a later date. Again, at this uh, at this late stage, we are trying to uh, get through and oh god, my brain again just left my body. It must be <laughs> you know late in the day, exactly. But effectively, it, it is an option. But at this moment in time, we have locked our feature set, so it's something that if we were to do it, we would have to explore it as a post-launch option. And we haven't announced anything on that front yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then we got a few questions from Sand Panther. They all kind of uh, wrap up into each other. Uh, with <laughs> and actually, one you've already talked about so we'll skip that part but uh he says with regards to online play how many people are able to play on a server at once uh what is the maximum number of slots which i think is the same question um also how many online gameplay variations are there okay um Well, as far as a server at once, that's going to be relatively transparent to a user. We have a world, a universe server which resides in Europe. Yes, you are all connecting to Europe uh, initially, but once we actually parse you out into an individual game, um, it's a 32-player cap, so you'll be able to play 16v16. Um, You effectively probably will never notice how many people are on a server because those uh, those DMEs are regional. They're located in the U.S. and will just parse you out an individual game. Um, And as far as gameplay variations, um, one of the neat things that we're doing with Killzone 2 is we aren't doing traditional, hey, I want to go play Team Deathmatch. I want to go play Capture the Flag. We're making it a dynamic game mode system, which is going to, you're going to go in and you're going to play Warzone. Um, 
and I'll get more onto that after I uh, discuss some of the details. But in effect, you'll go in and you'll log in, and all of a sudden it'll be body count, which is effectively team deathmatch. And you play through that for five minutes or until somebody achieves the point value of, you know, say 50 kills. And if that team won, then maybe it's search and destroy. So if somebody's trying to you know, run around, you're trying to either destroy or defend different objects, or you're trying to capture one of the propaganda beacons, or, oh, wait a second, you guys did really well, we're going to now make you an assassination target, so the best team from the winning team will become the assassination target, and everybody has to defend him or try and kill him. And as these things roll from one to the next, you actually don't ever leave the game. It's just you completed the body count, and a few seconds later, it says, oh, now you've got to do assassination. Go kill that guy. Mm-hmm. And you just roll from one to the next. So I think it really immerses you into the game. That said, we are not forcing you to play Warzone. We think that that's a neat feature, and we really would like everybody to play it. But we also allow you to make your own games. And that's all over the place. So what do you want to do? Which modes? Do you want to constrain the modes? Do you want to reduce the... reduce or increase the time or the point values in the body count? Do you want to limit the weapons? Pistols only, anyone? Pistols and grenades? Do you want to play with just, you know, sniper rifles? Oh, God. Doesn't sound pleasant <laughs> to me, but hey, it can be done. No. So it's giving you as many options as possible. Um, <laughs> and actually, on, the, on that same subject, when you set up your own server, is that just a server instance that's going to run out on the Sony servers itself, or does Correct. that become where you start hosting it from your PS3? You are not hosting it in your PS3. It'll actually pair it out to the DME, but you do have the control to like password okay. it or make it clan only, invite only, etc. Cool. But yes, they, it all does reside on our systems. The last thing we wanted to do was gut your system to make a server or reduce your experience by you know putting extra load on your PS3 or oh wait you've got a crappy bandwidth. Yeah, you know, I was like, how many times have you hopped into games where where it's that? And oh, look, this guy's on dial-up playing on his next-gen console, and <laughs> I, you know, I get three frames a second, and I keep dying. I wonder why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, what what are the different variations you've got? You said uh, body count, and you've got body uh, count, assassination, search and destroy. Um, God, what's the name of the beacon? Yeah, I can't remember uh, what that one's called. Defend and hold. That's no, not a defend and hold. Act brain. Yeah, it's uh, five different variations. Too many though, games. It? No, it, it's yeah, but you're going to be rolling from each one of these ones yeah. in there. You know, effectively, it's it's a capture and hold. One team's trying to place explosives, and the other one's trying to detonate it. A capture the flag variant where you're grabbing the beacons and you're running them back. Now, the ironic part is on the capture the flag, you actually are grabbing the beacon from a neutral location, and you're running that to the enemy's base, not to yeah. your base. So <laughs> it makes it more challenging. And the thing's talking the whole time. So you're running around, and the way the sound design is, you can actually hear the beacon, like, run by you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's over there. Oh, it's sorry, you know, spouting off his propaganda. Yeah, yeah. just sick. It's awesome. Also, awesome. the fact that he shows up on the on everyone's HUD too. Oh, he's right there on the other side of that wall. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you grab that beacon, you are definitely a target. Yes, well, it's like the assassination as well. Although I really oh. would love to say to anyone, so so few of you got the planner beta. I apologize for that, but. For when you play online, the assassination target, look on your tactical map. Where it's green is where you have to be. I don't know how many times I've had a guy in the beta get made the assassination target, and he just runs off into a corner somewhere, 
yeah. inside his base, which is not a valid place, and his health's going down. And he doesn't understand why. It's like uh, there's a safe uh, zone on your map. Go to the safe. Run to the light, please. Yeah, yeah. and it tells you on the screen too. You have How to be many in the zone. Lost that. Yeah, that hmm? that I, the first time I the first time I became the the target. I it took me a couple seconds too. I was like, what what am yeah. I supposed to do, huh? And then all of a sudden I saw it on the screen. It said you have to be in the zone. I'm like, oh. So I ran into it and yep. got killed right by a sniper right away. Yeah, well, I, I've actually run to the guy who's dying, realizing he's not going to go, you know, shoot near him and then run through the door towards the green zone, shoot near him, run through the door. Come on, this way. Fine. Just walk up, put a bullet in his head. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate being the team killing guy, but I'm not going to sit around and wait five minutes for you to die. It's just not worth my time. Oh, yeah, it well. is stressful <laughs> becoming that target, I'll tell you. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Oh, man. All right, Mark, you get it from our uh, our favorite oh, name of our yeah. users. <laughs> he just sends us questions, so we have to read his name on air, yeah, I, I swear. So. This is from Burns1IP. <laughs> actually, we, we kind of answered this one already. Yeah, I guess we did. Well, yeah. I actually, no, I can, I can go into a little bit okay. more. And you're right. That is a good username. <laughs> wow. My other favorite I one. Totally glossed over that. <laughs> my other favorite name that he didn't send a question, but is uh, Cuddly Knife. I like that one so much. oh god but yes if we want to go ahead and go through that one i got a few more things i can toss you away okay sure uh oh he's uh asking more about the badge variations okay well as far as badge variations there are seven total badges so there's six that you unlock and one that you uh you get initially you can play the soldier initially and then as you're playing you unlock medic engineer tactician saboteur as assault and scout Each one of these have a primary ability and a secondary ability. As you play them, you unlock the secondary ability. So when you become the medic, you can resurrect people, but if you play it a little longer, you get med kits. If you play it even longer, you you unlock the ability to separate the secondary ability from the primary. So if I play and I become a medic and I play and I like it, I can then separate it out so that when I go and I play an engineer, I can actually disregard the engineer's secondary ability and move the medic's secondary ability to it. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the seven badges, but one, you know, soldier is generic. It doesn't have any special yeah. abilities, but he has the most weapons available to him. You can have the other six primaries and six secondaries that you can actually parse out the secondaries to each one of the individual classes. So in reality, you've got, <clears throat> God, what would that be? That would be 40, like 43 possible variations of class mixing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I understood yeah, there would be no mixing. Really cool. The crazy ones are when you start finding the people who figure things out, like if I play scout, I get the cloaking device. If I uh, get good at the saboteur, I get C4. Now I can take C4, go out, cloak, and lay the C4 out, cloak, wait for people to walk by and, and you know, detonate it or let the Proxmind get it or, yep. um, God, just silly. Wow. And uh, also playing as the saboteur who gets disguise, which is oh. positively disruptive. I hate he that one. Dis- <laughs> he gets to disguise himself as a member of the other team. So not only does he take on the look of the person of the other team, he also takes his name. So I don't know how many times I've run around the corner and I've seen two guys in the same hallway facing away from one another (laughs) with the same name. And I'm like, oh, come on. Which one of you is it? And if you put the reticle on him, it'll just flash red. Yeah. Just briefly flash red. So you can tell which one's the good guy and which one's not. But at a casual glance, you'll totally run right by this guy and he'll just tap you in the back. It's painful. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, it's even funnier when you run up upon yourself. 
Uh, yes, that that is still <laughs> one of my favorite because there's usually that moment of huh, wait, what? Dead. <laughs> oh, I'm still gonna kill that guy. Yeah, yeah. So who is he now? You know exactly. Uh, that's one of my weaknesses. I, I get vendettas, and I just get on this single-minded <laughs> mission to go find somebody when they kill me like that. I'm gonna find yes, that son of a bitch. I, I don't care if I get negative numbers. I absolutely relate. I am in the exact same way. <laughs> Bill Delk, if you're out there listening to this, you will understand. He and I were both testers on the original Descent, and uh, we, we would ignore the other people in the map. There would be 14 other people playing, and we would literally fly past people shooting at us to get to one another. It was just a nice. competition from hell. Sweet. Good stuff. God, how many nights have I wasted on Descent? Wow. <laughs> oh, old guy games. I love it. Um, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> these are uh, these next ones are from Siphon Filter, and uh, he's well. He's obviously someone that either played uh, the first Killzone or Liberation or both. Uh, will the nice. silenced submachine gun return? <laughs> Oh. Okay. Uh, the sound submachine gun will not return at this point in time. We've uh, actually moved on to a uh, a, in my opinion, more powerful submachine gun. But I do miss the uh, the silencer on that, and also the pinpoint accuracy out to like two hundred feet that we had on the original SMG. Yeah. But no, it will not make a return uh, play at least at this moment. Right. <clears throat> um, are there more weapons for the multiplayer beside the ones that were in the beta? I believe all of the weapons were in the beta, but I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. I mean, we've, we've got pretty much most of them were in there. There were actually a few of the weapons you're going to get to play in the single-player game uh, that are not in multiplayer at this moment for balance reasons. The uh, bolt gun, the arc weapon, and the flamethrower right. <clears throat> were all deemed a little bit too powerful for uh, multiplayer until we can find a way to tweak and balance them and maybe we'll slip those into a DLC pack in the future. Ooh. Well, maybe make the bolt gun where it fires out this little fire extinguisher or something. Hey, there you go. Well, the, the bolt gun, for those of you who play Kills on Liberation, it is a modernization of the crossbow. Because right. we had a crossbow in, in Lib that you just launched it out, it would stick in people, and then it would blow up three seconds later. <laughs> the bolt gun is the same way, but with our added physics that we've got on the PS3, PlayStation 3, we're hitting these guys and carrying them back to the next target. Yeah. So if you shoot a guy in a hallway, he'll literally get picked up by the bolt, carried to the end of the hallway, and posted to the wall, and nice. then explode. Yeah, and yeah, bad. it's just well. Ooh, that's going to be rough to balance in multiplayer. You think the sniper <laughs> rifle's bad? <sighs> just trying to think of how do we how do we explain to some guy when all of a sudden his camera goes flying backwards at a hundred miles an hour and sticks him to a wall? What the <laughs> boom? Well, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to go well. We actually have quite the kills on liberation following on our website. Oh, it, it's. Still, in, in my opinion, it is top three best PlayStation Portable games ever made. And that's not just because I, I helped make it. I still play that game. I yeah. love playing it online. I finally it, bought it. It, it, it was so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good so far. I, I haven't played it online yet, though. I'm a little afraid to do it. One of the things that I love about it is also getting Chapter 5 for free download. Yes. Adding in, you know, and in, in, in an infrastructure mode, we added in the final, you know, the final chapter of the story, which actually explains a lot of the things about the nuclear weapons. Where did Rico go? All of the things that we left as a pseudo cliffhanger at the end of chapter four, which is the end of the disc, the mm-hmm. UMD, that all get explained in chapter five, and that actually carries you directly into Killzone two. 
Oh. That, that storyline is something that we've picked up and carried over the the nuclear weapons that were stolen the characters that you're you're working with in that in that are actually a part of Killzone 2 right. they actually are part of the invasion force so, so would you recommend playing it before Killzone 2 comes out do I feel it's mandatory no do I recommend playing it absolutely I mean if you okay. own a PSP I honestly believe you should pick up this game I mean for, for a PlayStation Portable to, to have a good shooter that has a good fun story and it has a multiplayer component I, I can't recommend it enough yeah I've so, had fun with it so far Huh. Well, speaking of the story, anyway, just to throw another question in, yeah. mm-hmm. um, with such such an emphasis on story, are you going to kind of have something that explains the whole backstory and where the plot's going? <clears throat> we have a number of things planned for that. One of the one of the nice things we have right now is if you go up to Killzone.com, there's an interactive storyline which explains not only Killzone Two, Killzone Lib, Killzone One. It also shows <clears throat> why are the ISA and the Hellgas fighting. How did this universe come to be? Where you know where did some of this technology come from? You know why why are some of the what are some of the motivations of these groups? And you can walk your way through that. Plus, we're still posting on a weekly basis. You know what what is the uh, the intruder? You know the the dropship that you saw in the uh, 05 trailer, as well as in the recent trailers. Um, that that the ship that sort of flies in with everybody sitting on top of it. That is the intruder. We explain where it came from. We show you the concept art. We actually take you through how we built it and how we feel that the universe would use it. And every week we're introducing new things like the capital ships that flew them in and the APCs that they they travel in, the tanks that you're fighting against, explaining the different weapons. So Killzone.com is a good font of knowledge for that. We have a couple of surprises planned for you guys before launch that... uh, well, it wouldn't be a surprise if I told you about them. So, but you know, we're going to try and wrap some of this up. Damn. And also, uh, the intro movie uh, to the game, which is still, in my opinion, one of the best intro movies I've ever seen for a video game. It's just, I love it. Um, but that is going to also wrap a few things up and tie things together. Cool. Uh, this game's out tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. February 27th, 2009, street date. Oh. We're going to try and have it in everyone's hands on that same day. Not, oh God, does my GameStop have it in? Does my Best Buy have it in? No, no, it's in the store. Nice. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. So that gives me two months to finish up all the games I've got. There you go. And don't get into <laughs> it. Get on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe level eighty by then, you know. I, either either way, it's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next ridiculous uh, question, and uh, I don't know if I need to explain this one or not, but um, Marcello, who actually works at Sony now, he's one of our our great community members, uh, works with David uh, from PR, and he actually he's the one that kind of set all this up for us. So we thank him again. But um, mm-hmm. he heard. And then uh, one, an interview or a thing with the uh, lead QA guy from Insomniac on the, the Full Moon show one time. And I had pointed him to it when he was going to start going to interviews as a joke. Because one of the things they said was this question. He said that an interviewer actually asked him this question one time. So <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the Boy, problem is, the problem is Marcello asked this of his interviewer at his first interview and didn't get the job, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> so Zaku Pilot asks who, and this is so I should change one of these characters because this is so dumb uh, who would win in a fight Aquaman or Robocop 
Oh, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, well, I guess it would be a question of where are they fighting? Yeah. I mean, oh, what's because, Aquaman you know, going to do? Like, if Aquaman unleash a can of tuna? Powers, Robocop's kind of SOL. Yeah. He yeah but, and he rusts. Does Robocop ever really go toward water, though? Yeah, well, exactly. And if, you know, Aquaman's out of water, he's kind of SOL, too. So, you know, yeah. I, I guess that's a tough one. It would be more situational, but uh, I think I'd put my money on RoboCop just because I'm a tech geek and I'm old. <laughs> I agree. He's going to change yeah, that to, like, Batman or, or like, Raiden from Mortal Kombat or something. Yeah, but it's, it's funnier because it's Aquaman. Hands down, hands down Batman. <laughs> Christ, I put Batman I agree. against Aquaman. Well, I'm, I'm a big Bat fan. Actually, I'm a huge Batman fan. I own tons of comics. So, oh yes, it's a sickness. Well, we I'm actually sit and reading geek a book out for an hour now. Called, I'm actually reading a book right now called Becoming Batman, and it's a uh, oh, yeah. kinesiologist talking about what it would actually take to become Batman. And he's talking wow. about how much you'd have to work out, how much you would have to eat, what exercises, how would it, you know, how long would it take to actually learn the number of martial arts that Batman theoretically is a master of, genetics yeah. about how how is how would he do? It's a crazy book. It's a little bit of a dry read though, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Very cool. Didn't he say it would, it would take like $12 million or something? That's that's about the money you would need? Oh, God. Probably remember. significantly more than that, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, when I heard the number, I thought it was really... Go. Well, there, yeah, maybe. I, I, I heard the number, and I, I thought it was really low. I'm like, really? That's it? Jeez, maybe I'll start working yeah. toward that. I was going to say, right. but, I, but I do think that that is uh, $12 million of direct spend with no quote-unquote tangible return, and that's doing it over like a 15-year span. It's like, oh... Okay, well, that kind of sucks. Yeah, well. You know. <laughs> and no <laughs> video games, young man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> All right. Next one is from Cry for War. He says, yep. I'm a Halo guy, and I love stat tracking with my friends. Will there be a lot of stats in the game that I can look at, and how will I be able to access it as a website or in-game? Will the game have matchmaking? All right. As far as stats, yes, we do have a lot of stats. We track uh, how you're using the individual weapons, uh, headshots, uh, shots fired, kills. Um, you're able to track that across multiple uh, weapons. You're able to look at all of this in-game. We're currently trying to find a way to make it a better interface on the website. So at this point in time, yes, you'll be able to get some of it on the website. We hope that'll be a much better experience when we launch. Um, but overall, yeah, we, we've got more stats than sense, and uh, definitely uh, something you'll sink some time into. And as far as matchmaking, we do not do active matchmaking, so to speak. You'll be able to search for particular parameters, search for friends, search for you know who's online, or you'll be able to pick from a list of available games. And uh, it's it's uh, not a not a tradition. Or I'm sorry, I guess it would be a modern sense of find game. Oh, I'm in one. It's nothing like that. It's right. it's more of a. I feel like playing this kind of game and digging into it and having a far more control over your destiny. You know, I've never mm. found a matchmaking system that works right anyway. I think that's Seriously. really where the team went when they started looking at it and went, "If we're going to do this, let's do it great." And if yeah. you can't do it great, let's give people more options. You know, don't waste time trying to make it okay. Let's give people as many options as we can. All right, which I'm fine with. That's actually what I use all the time in the beta. I never tried to do any real fancy stuff. I'd just go look at the servers. Oh, look, there's one that's open. Boom. CJ23K asks, how many multiplayer maps will there be on day one? And what is the maximum resolution the game will run in? Eight maps, 720p. That was easy. Now, will that scale up to 1080? No. 
Well, it, I don't think I've ever tried. Um, I've, mm-hmm. I've got a one of the monitors that'll do all of the modes, and I've never actually pushed it up to 1080. Um, it looks like butter on 720p, so I've never felt the need. Um, well, so the reason I a lot of, probably couldn't answer that off the top of my head. Okay, yeah, the reason a lot a lot of this comes up all the time, and and I'm actually one of them, is one of my PS3s is actually on a CRT 1080i set, and it only does gotcha. 1080i or 480p. So that comes up gotcha. a lot. Yeah. That is something I will have to look into. So uh, we'll see if we can't get you guys an email with some information, and uh, maybe you can answer that in the next show. But uh, yeah, I'll cool. well, see what I can find out for you. Yeah, that'd be great. Definitely. All right, Mark. All right. <laughs> Post Puncher 3000. <laughs> will, there be, <laughs> will there be any vehicles in online competitive multiplayer? And uh, the other one was answered about. Uh, offline or I mean uh, oh wait no that's offline that hasn't been answered can you play versus offline with four people through split screen but I assume the answer might be no yeah uh, well as far as the split screen the answer is still no unfortunately it's just not something we can do with the way we handle data and showing things from four different perspectives from four vastly different locations would so significantly reduce the experience of all four players, it was something we didn't want to uh, do to such a beautiful thing. Um, As far as vehicles in online competitive multiplayer, at this point in time, no. Um, The vehicles are in single player. They are an option for multiplayer. However, finding a way to make a map that would work well, be of an adequate scale to merit vehicles, and still be fun for, you know, we, we've got a very distinct urban environment and we're doing a lot of vertical gameplay where you're running up and down stairs and facing buildings and you're shooting across streets and such. You drop a vehicle into yeah. that environment and it'll either completely dominate the map or be a sitting duck. And finding a way to balance that experience to make the vehicle something people want to get into but not make them too powerful was something that we're still trying to iron out. And uh, we're not ruling out the possibility of downloadable content in any way. Uh, so it's something that we may, we may uh, come back to in the future, but we have not disclosed any, uh, any future DLC plans at the moment. Those flying bots are oh, bad. A really long way to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sask Bob. He already asked about the dedicated servers, but he also asks, uh, is there kind of a party system built in uh, where you can follow your friends from server to server, from match to match? At this point in time, the party system, which are squads in our game, are actually done in individual games. So once you get in, before the game even starts, you can squad up, send invites, group up. Those squad mates show up on the map and such. So we do have a squad component. It does not carry over from one, uh, one game to the next. However, you do have the ability to follow your friends and or, you know, coordinate it from that standpoint. It is something that we are looking at as a possibility, but it's a doubtful it'll be in day one. Okay. Okay. As far as the grouping up and just sort of follow the leader. Yeah. Right. That's a a cumbersome thing when you're dealing with uh, a global server with regional DMEs and mirrors existing in several locations across the U.S., and your designated mirror might be in Florida, mine is in San Diego, and all of a sudden now we're paired up and we're getting dropped into a game which is run out of Washington. So it gets one of those, ooh, wait, uh, hmm, let's find a way to do this where it's not going to actually slow down the experience. I, I will say this. I connected to a server in, and it was an EU server, 
and I had uh-huh. no lag at all. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I just I was love shocked. modern technology makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I literally, I thought I was going to have at least maybe a little bit of latency or whatever, but it played just as well as when I was on a U.S. server. Yep. Now, let's see how that works when we've got, you know, 50,000 people playing online. Yeah. In in bite-sized pieces, I didn't notice any. I mean, I've been, here's one of the fun things. On Killzone 1, Killzone 1, in my opinion, was a very fun single-player game. It was a good, you know, you had four different characters and different angles and all this. And the online was something we added in at the very end. You know, the last year of that, that we really bolted on some online. It did some neat things, in my opinion. But yeah. it was a single-player game with multiplayer. Killzone 2 from day one has been a full single-player game and a full multiplayer game. I've been playing games with Amsterdam, which is where Guerrilla Games is based out of. I've been playing multiplayer games with them online on the PS3 for three-plus years. Wow. They've had wow. it up and running for three years. That's why the multiplayer feels so great. Nice. He's- yeah, I was pretty happy with it, as many people saw on my friends list. <laughs> <laughs> All of the messages saying, I'm jealous, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, I Everybody got a lot of names resistance and Motorstorm. You're like, no, I'm playing Killzone. <laughs> yeah. I, only got, I only got Killzone for another week. Leave me alone. <laughs> Stop distracting me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually did turn off uh, notifications a couple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a dick. Uh, um, all right, Mark, you get to try to even yeah. pronounce this name. Uh, uh, Bohataya. Bohataya. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> says, I have heard that the turning sensitivity is slowed down for the game. Is this for any reason, or does it just happen to be slower compared to uh, Call of Duty 4? Or resistance too. Also, is the sensitivity changeable? The sensitivity. I mean, we we discussed earlier about we did not want this game to be a proper running gun. It is not intended to be you know rocket jumping madness, leaping off a building, sniping people while you're flying through the air. This is another reason why we don't have any ray guns in the game. Oh, well, other than the <laughs> other than the one that we didn't include in multiplayer, but we'll get back to that later. Um, <laughs> it's uh, effectively we wanted to ground it in reality, and these guys are going to be running around in you know forty pounds of armor with thirty pounds of gear. We wanted to make this more of a tactical. Think about your squad, cover people, and move from cover to cover. So I don't think that that we slowed it down as much as we didn't make it as fast as everyone else. And yes, right. you do have the ability to change like the turn sensitivity and such. That's part of the controller scheme. You can make it as twitchy as you would like. But as far as your overall speed in the game, we wanted to keep this, I love to say, grounded in reality in a science fiction game, but it's, you know, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Uh, the weapon I was referring to was the, uh, we've got an arc weapon in single player, which is basically an electricity gun. So I guess that's as close to a ray gun as we're going to get. And it honestly is pretty believable when you play through the single player story as to why it exists in this world. Sweet. Well, mm-hmm. one of the things that I brought up a couple weeks ago, I'm, I'm sure Mark forgot because we uh, just gushed over the game so much, especially when Martin was on. But um, the, the fact that there's so many different controller variations and one of them is very, very similar to Call of Duty 4. So mm-hmm. for someone like me that I don't really play a lot of FPSs on console still, I still play most of them on PC. But I just got hooked on Call of Duty 4 on the console, and, and it was such a comfort level coming over to Killzone 2 and having that available. So, But, I mean, there was like, I want to say, six or seven different controller variations uh, yep. already in the game. Tried, 
tried to find a way to make it accessible to everyone. I, and again, you know, back to why, why do I think this is going to be a great FPS? I think it is because it can, so many people can relate to it. You know, it, it isn't a Twitch game. It isn't a run-and-gun yeah. game. The guys who spend 80 hours a week playing FPSs, while, yes, they'll be better than you, they aren't going to completely trounce and dominate you. And you've no. got, you know, run home to mommy with a no, number of different controller schemes, and the guns feel right. And it's just, uh, it's, I think it's really going to broaden the scope of shooters. Yeah, everything's got a weight to it. I mean, yeah. just when you're holding onto that gun, and even the sounds, it just sounds... Yep. Weighty. It's it's really hard to explain. Wait until you're hiding inside a room and a guy launches a rocket launcher from a hundred yards away and it comes through the window and you actually can hear it approaching. You hear the Doppler effect. You hear it whoosh by you and then the explosion in the in the enclosed space is amplified. I've got a sizable speaker system at home and I literally jumped when I thought I had this great sniper shot and all of a sudden, boom! It's like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sweet. and they even kind do the moment. thing where if if you get a really big explosion next to you, all of a sudden your ears start just buzzing like they actually would. Yeah, that's it's disorienting. It, it, it man, I want to stop talking about it. I want to go play it. Um, there is a learning curve, though. I mean, I was so used to playing Call of Duty Four, and and um, you know, playing this, I was I was getting frustrated initially because I was so used to playing that, and once you start figuring out how the weapons work. And what actually works in the game. I mean, it becomes so enjoyable. And yeah. it's almost one of those things where you want to keep unlocking stuff, but it's not as linear as like a Call of Duty 4, where, you know, you're going to get to level 28 and you're going to get this gun. And you get to level 30 and you're going to get the P90 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Y- you have your options to say, well, I want to start maybe working towards this way and open these badges up by getting it eight times or whatever, you know, however yep. you earn them. And that's kind of what I liked about it because you can kind of specialize. If you want to be a sniper, it takes a little bit longer. But God, I remember playing a few matches where we had just nothing but snipers on the uh, the marketplace <laughs> level. It was just in- all insane. Of them cloaked too. Oh, God. Well, yeah, and then I just took my knife and got them all. But isn't that wonderful though? That's so gratifying oh, yeah. when you go up and knife this little little Mister Sneaky Pants in his predator suit. Thump dead. He just sniped me, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a little payback. Start dancing on his corpse. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I like snipers. I like them a lot. Uh, <laughs> snipers are just total. They're they're just, they're they're they're. Scaredy pants. They're, you know, they don't want to get involved. They're, they're, they're cowards. Yeah, I'm just asking for trouble. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did somebody already accuse you of being a sniper? I don't want to be on your forums tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. I already got some crap about that. What do you mean you don't like snipers? Yeah, they're cowards. Um, yeah. Did somebody yeah. accuse you of being a sniper or a camper in Warhawk or something? Oh, well, somebody yeah. said that I sit in the, uh, the turrets all the time, and I, I don't. But the thing is, I don't fly in Warhawk. Just because of the button configuration and everything, I just I don't uh, fly very well. So if you look at my stats, I mean, my I've run like over a thousand miles in the game, but geez. I just I like playing on the ground. That's and, I never and, need to know about a game. It never needs to tell me. It's like when you do slash played in any morgue, and it's like you've played twenty eight days. That's twenty four hour days. What the hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> well, it's even worse because I was in the Warhawk beta from the start. And all of those stats aren't even in the game anymore, so I yep. know how much time I, I spent in the beta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you probably killed me several times. I spent way too much time in that beta. 
Oh, I love Warhawk so much. I I just yes. love that game. Uh, uh, it was made out of our studio, so I was in the beta before it was a beta. You know, the guys just down the hall are working on Warhawk, so that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we uh we still do Warhawk Wednesdays with our with our uh website. We we get a pretty sizable nice. amount of people to get on and play. That's, I might have to awesome uh, dust game. off my copy and start playing again. Now that kill uh, starts well, to wrap up. I'll 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 tell you how to get on with us if you want. Fabulous. All right. It's always Wednesday Sweet. nights. Um all right. Actually we're getting through these questions pretty darn good. All right. Uh yeah. from Magic Carp. I never heard that name before. Um uh, are there any weapons that are only for multiplayer? And well we already did the upgradable stuff. So are there any that are only in multiplayer? It's actually the exact opposite. There are single player weapons, but no multi single player specific, but no multiplayer specific weapons. Okay. The, the multiplayer balancing became a bit of a nightmare. We can we can make sort of a god gun in single player and give you eight bullets, but if you do that in, in I mean in offline, in online, uh, yeah, I'll be getting letters. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to avoid that. All right, Mark, you got the next short one. All right. Sure. From Libertine 07, will online servers be region locked? Uh, actually, no, on the premise of exactly what we were just talking about, how you actually can play online in the other regions and get limited lag. I do think you'll have a overall long-term better experience sticking with your region, but you will have the option to go play with your European friends if you'd like. Well, that's good. We Which have a very cool, uh, yeah. <laughs> wide uh, user base from all over the world. Nice. We have a lot of Europeans. Yeah. Uh, PK07 asks, is there an option to turn off the blood and gore? No. Woohoo! It's part of the the war. (laughs) You know, this war is is that way. So, you know, I I do believe that it'll be slimmed down a bit if you are in Germany. um, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Quite a bit. Uh, But as for if you get a full-blown version from, like, America or whatever, you're going to get a full-blown version. Nice. Sounds good to me. <laughs> oh, this next one's so funny. You should have seen this rant that he put in one of the threads on NeoGAF. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the whole thing? Oh, it's pretty long. <laughs> no. You want me to read it, though? I'll read oh, it. Oh, yeah. he, he put this huge rant out on NeoGAF. It's pretty funny, but uh, he says, and he actually wants to start a petition, by the way, so... Uh, in the latest, oh, no. it, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, in the latest footage, I was horrified. Oh, this is from FF Obsessed from NeoGAF. Uh, in the latest footage, I was horrified to hear that one of the best lines of dialogue in the game, Rico's "Time to Die," has been replaced with a placeholder sample of "Let's Go." I, I was very disappointed to hear this. <laughs> I was very disappointed to hear this, as that was one of my favorite lines. It was such a great way to start off the first level. It makes you think, "Oh shit, here we go." Whereas Let's Go has no impact whatsoever. Uh, this may feel like I'm nitpicking, but I feel very strongly about this, as do many other people on NeoGAF and the PlayStation forums. It wouldn't be any trouble to, at all to leave one line of dialogue the same. Will you let Gorilla know that the fans want this line to remain the same? <laughs> uh, I will definitely let Gorilla know. I will need to go back and double check the latest disc I've got to see what uh, what line is in there, because I believe the trailer that he saw was that a trailer and therefore if it sounded like place order holder audio it might have been and right. uh yeah i'll have to double check on this one but i'll let gorilla <laughs> know how important it is to uh ff obsessed and the they seriously yeah. want to start a pet- i think they already started a petition i'm, I'm very serious about this 
<laughs> you got to please the fans. <laughs> and he brought oh, it up in like three different threads, which is the funnier part about it. That, that is pretty that's serious. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> very, very passionate fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, right, Mark. Another one from NeoGaf from Reggie. Are there any plans to remake any of the original Killzone missions or multiplayer maps as DLC content? Wow. The simple, the simple, politically correct answer is we have not disclosed any details on downloadable content at this time. Uh, the more <laughs> complex one is we would love to. It's just going to be a question of which ones would work. When are they going to get done? Um, you know, recreating artwork in uh, what was it? What was the frame of reference I got about two years ago? One of the guys said that an entire an entire multiplayer level, all of the tries and polys in a multiplayer level of kills on one. That's the same number of tries and polys as there are in one Hellgast of Killzone 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uprising that might be a complex process, and we might have to rebalance it for 32 people and the weapons and such. But uh, I would love to see, you know, the, the train station or um, beachhead from Killzone 1 remade personally. That's, that's a personal comment. But, uh, yeah. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but there will be more details on our uh, DLC plans post-launch, so uh, stay tuned. All right. All uh, right. And our last question uh, from, was it Chris? I guess. From NeoGaf, sure. and he says, uh, <laughs> the propaganda speakers in the multiplayer beta were quite a cool story- storytelling vehicle. Was it intended as such, and will this also be utilized in the single-player campaign? Absolutely, on both counts. Um, the propaganda speakers actually were originally in single player, and we liked them so much and already had the uh, the VO recorded that it became a logical or fun assessment to just associate it with the flag, so to speak. And right. uh, so you will be running around, and all of a sudden you'll see speakers on the wall that are the propaganda speakers. Uh, if you do that in a single player game, you see them, take a couple of pot shots at them. You actually can yeah. knock out the speakers, which quiets the environment, which allows you to hear the hell gas as they're moving better. Huh. So it was a it was a functioning component in the single player game first and moved to multiplayer. The first time awesome. I saw that in the beta, I laughed my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> well he's got the big beacon on his back and he's running through the environment like a bat out of hell. It's so and you can just hear the guy. Get these guys off our planet, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and it's so funny when you have it. the, the gas booming voice and everything like that coming out of an ISA guy. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like, what the heck is going on here? So, yeah, no, it's fun. Ah. Um, <laughs> all right. Anything you can tell us that you didn't tell G4? oh god anything that i didn't tell g4 that i can talk about let's see here i'm just waiting for david Um, to chime in here shut up (laughs) now it 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 was uh this game was an absolute ball to work on the the guys at gorilla are creatively just off the hook when it comes to their their weapons and their world design and the the look and feel and just you've got this immersive dirty gritty shooter that just makes you feel like you're on an alien planet and I love the Hellgast as bad guys they just are fun yeah. to shoot um, <laughs> but uh, I think you're going to be surprised when you see some of the stuff that comes up in the later in the game um, I know you're starting to see previews they're going to be starting to hit online. Uh, this month, and uh, then we've got review coming up in January and February. You're going to start hearing about some things that you just got to see to believe. And uh, 
I really can't wait to be able to openly discuss some of the fun toys and the experiences you're going to have later in this game. Nice. Right on. Unfortunately, well, that was relatively nondescript. Nothing new from G4, but yeah, it's uh, it's just some good stuff. I see. Adam Sessler's cooler than us. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's funny how how creative you can get when you got a PR guy staring at you right over the camera. You know, like, don't you say anything. Don't you say anything. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Shut up. Yeah. Alex is Alex is laughing as he hears this right now because yeah, you give me the stink eye on a few of those comments. Uh, well, I'm used to it. At this point in time, I'm definitely used to it. <laughs> yeah, you've been around for a while. At least you. uh your old hat at this. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not old. You're about the same age as me. So. Yeah. Well, old, old hat though, I think is a very good way of putting it. You know, I've kind of been through the ringer on a number of these titles and, uh, I definitely have nothing to complain about. I've been really lucky with, uh, some very epic titles from very good developers. So I got nothing oh, yeah. to complain about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were at, you were at interplay during pr- pretty much the heyday. Oh yeah, and you did and some good one stuff. of my best friends worked on Fallout. You know, original designer on that one, and got to work on Descent and Free Space, Starfleet Academy. Bounced around there a lot, and just I mean, God, the last few years at Sony, I've been just really. Anybody who gets a chance to talk to Fumito Ueda of the Shadow of the Colossus team will know that just that's that's a treat just to get to talk to him, let alone to get to work with him. So now right. I'm, I'm very very lucky. Hmm. And now you get to come on this little piddly show. Hey, Italy, nothing, man. You guys are <laughs> you guys are an absolute ball to hang out with. Sorry about that. No, that cough was not timed in any way. <clears throat> no, it's just an absolute ball. <laughs> oh. No, no, it's oh. good stuff. Though. Seriously, I I absolutely love the chance to talk to talk to our our fans and users and answer their questions. I I don't get many opportunities to do this anymore, so it's a it's a real treat. Well, we thank you very much for coming on with us. I mean, it's it's pretty late for for you, and uh, you know, thanks for your time, especially, and uh, thanks for all your work on Killzone Two. Coming from me, at least, uh, I think a lot of people are pretty uh, excited about the game, and uh, we just want it. We just want it right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want it too. Dang it! No, it, it, it's yeah. it's definitely been been a. A fun, fun title to work on, and I will let the guys at Gorilla know that uh, their hard work is appreciated. And then ask them to turn the beta servers back on. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I'll, I'll see what I can do on that one for you, okay? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Mark, you got anything else? No, I think that about sums it up. I'm actually looking really forward to this. I think it sounds really cool. Good deal. I, uh, well, I look I forward wait. to seeing you guys online. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm. I'm sure I'll be there quite a bit. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, get you back on the show sometime. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon, and thanks for the opportunity. All right. Well, our thanks again to Zaku Pilot for uh, going and pleading our case to Mr. David Ball. And uh, thanks for, to David for following up and, and, and getting with us. And I know we had a tight schedule on this. We actually had to get it done by, uh, I think it was Thursday. So uh, we yeah. got it all taken care of. And, man, I, I'm i not bullshitting, guys. I honestly want the game this bad. So <laughs> this isn't some kind of money have <laughs> bullshit. I don't care what system the game's on. I want this game, though. I just He's really not bullshitting. I do constantly have to hear how yeah. cool Killzone is. <laughs> I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Yeah. Um, I mean, in all honesty, like the last couple episodes, I've 
you know, been commenting like, well, I mean, it looks graphically incredible, but it does look like just another FPS to me. But I am interested in it. Like the stuff he was saying about the way the multiplayer works with the different kind of badges and all that, like mixing and matching of abilities and even like a story heavy single player mode. It actually does sound really appealing to me. Yeah. Even if I'm not that much, but just the fact that it plays differently than most FPSs too. I think I might actually get into that a lot more. It's it's definitely more of a just from the stuff I've seen with the single player. It's not one where you can just blow right through it uh, and, and just fire and fire and forget. You know, it's it's definitely one where I don't want to say it's a tactical FPS, but it, it kind of is. You have to think about your surroundings because there's things. I mean, it's not even just these exploding barrels or whatever. I saw one clip where it was like these uh, propane tanks, uh, the you know, like for welding and. I saw somebody shoot it, but they didn't actually blow it up. You see this little stream of flame coming out of it, and it just starts getting bigger and bigger. And about 20 seconds later, it finally blew up. So it's things like that that you have to really worry about with your surroundings in this game a lot more. So that's, that's the kind of little nuances that I really like about it. And plus, one thing that mm-hmm. didn't come up that I noticed in the beta pretty early on is um, there's actually wind in the game, in even the multiplayer. So like when something blows up, all of a sudden you'll see the flames get hit by the wind and only the stuff that will get hit by the wind too. It's not everything. It's not just some hand animation. So it's all these little nuances that really make the game something a little more special. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just want it. I just had a thought. Uh Oh, Uh Oh no, it's good. Um, there's a good chance we may have some new listeners just because of that interview. So maybe we should explain where the whole minecart question came from. (laughs) Yeah, we can do that. Um, when the when the show first started, I used to my we had a different co-host. It was myself and this guy Jared Johnston, uh, who's no longer on the show, of course. And um, we he or he did a review of Uncharted when it first came out. I didn't even have the game yet, and he had mentioned that one of the problems in the game was that there was this minecart level and the and the frame rate chugged. And I had never played the game, so of course I was just sitting there going, "Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, that's that's too bad." Blah blah blah. And, I find out like a day later after I released the show that we start getting emails with people saying, what are you talking about? There's no minecart level and this and that. And Jared came back on and basically said, well, some dude at the game store that I bought the game from told me that. So shoot to about a month later, I think it was about a month or two later or something like that. And we actually had the lead designer for Uncharted on the show, Richard LaMarchand. Very, very good interview. One of our best. And he knew about it. And I had talked to him ahead of time, and we decided to play a little joke on Jared. And he actually brought it up to Jared saying, well, hey, did... And this is during the interview. You can, you can hear it on the episode. I think it was like episode 44. Um, he, he said something like, uh, well, did you hear that if you bought the game at GameStop, you got an exclusive mine level, minecart level, et cetera. And the best <laughs> part about it was Jared's connection dropped right then. So we thought he hung up. <laughs> <laughs> So now that's been the, the, the running joke ever since. Any game that we ever talk about, hey, is there a minecart level? So <laughs> kind of a long ex- explanation, but it's still goddamn funny. Yeah. And any new listeners probably going to be like, man, that's fucking lame. <laughs> oh, God. I, I love it. It's, it that's, I think that's one of our best uh, running jokes. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's uh, take our first break. And when we come back, we will hit the news and uh, the non-new releases and the Blu-ray new releases. This role-playing game out in 2004 returns to the world of Azeroth, where heroes like Leroy Jenkins do battle. 
And that would be the world of Warcraft. GamersOnlyOlder.com Because your limited online game time should not be ruined by douchebags. Welcome to the Gamers of VG Evo Network Podcast Affiliate. All right, everybody, we are back with the news, and uh, we got five items today. And uh, I guess, Mark, why don't, why don't you start it off? Maybe I will, Glenn. Maybe I will. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you want me to believe, <laughs> it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, in a recent interview with Dutch economics program RTLZ, Sony Europe president David Reeves said that the economic crisis does affect the game industry, but so far they've seen no visible slowdown. So he doesn't think there will be any personnel or development cutbacks due to the recession, probably at least for now. Yeah. But that's good news um, for Europe anyway. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, you, you hear all this. I mean, even, you know, even I heard today that, you know, right now I'm a contractor and I'm probably not going to get hired on anytime soon because of this. So. Yay. Thanks. And I already know that I'm losing my job next year. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, shoe dodger. <laughs> you know what's really funny is bush actually handled that better than he's handled anything i mean he just ducked out of the way and he's like i'm all right yeah that was actually (laughs) pretty funny it was so weird how he handled it like why haven't you handled everything else like that in the last eight years anyway i like the little edited ones that are coming out my favorites where he's throwing pokeballs at him and the second one like sucks him in like a pokemon somebody already (laughs) made a flash game even jeez (laughs) <laughs> for, the, for those of you that don't know, where was he over in Iraq or something? Yeah, and uh, some think. some guy was in with the uh, the reporters and took off his shoes and threw him at George Bush. And no, Bush he was a reporter, I think. He was, yeah. I didn't know if he snuck in or anything, but uh, yeah. So he threw his shoes at, at Bush and George Bush Jr. Actually, like ducked both of them, and uh, it was really funny to not see the Secret Service jump into action too. Where the no, hell were those guys? The, uh, the dude standing next to him just kind of holds his arm out for the second one. Yeah. Hey, all right. <laughs> Ole. <laughs> uh, so anyway. our president. Yeah, for a couple more weeks. Um, yeah. All right. Next one. Uh, today, the 16th that we're recording, the SingStar backward compatibility patch has arrived. What this allows you to do is once you're in the PS3 version of SingStar or SingStar 2 or I think SingStar ABBA, I'm not sure about that one, uh, it'll download a patch and what you can do is take one of your PS2 SingStar games, put it in, you're going to be running in the SingStar, uh, the SingStar for PS3 engine, but it'll let you play the songs off of the PS2 discs. So pretty cool. Nice to see a little bit of longevity Ooh. to some of these, these uh, track packs. Mm-hmm. Because I have a few of Where's those. Where's my SingStar ABBA? I'll bring it down Saturday. Yay! <laughs> we can all sing Dancing Queen. That we will. Well, we'll, well sing it. You have to dance. Yeah, you don't want that. We'll have it on video for the live show. <laughs> <laughs> Things will get broken if I dance. <laughs> Hearts will be broken. Things will be broken. <laughs> all all right. right. On to the next one. It, this next one is actually going to cause 9-Volt to buy Rock Band 2. 9-Volt! The uh, MTV, or what is it? MTV, MTV announced Games. that Pearl Jam's 10 album will be uh, coming to Rock Band 2 as downloadable content. Hey, it's their only good album. Yay. Mm, I wouldn't say that. I'm not a big Pearl Jam fan, but that's, uh, 
I, they they do some good stuff, but that was the only album that I really really liked, and I keep going back to. But Nine Volt's actually a gigantic Pearl Jam fan. Oh god! So he literally is gonna go out and buy Rock Band two for this. Well, luckily he didn't buy a PSP, so he's got the money. Yeah. Well, apparently he's uh, winning in his fantasy football league or game or whatever uh-huh. you guys do with that. So Toys R Us has a deal this week in the U.S. where. I forget how much it is now. It's like a hundred and sixty four, I think, or something. No, it was like really cheap, wasn't it? Like a hundred ten oh, or hundred fifteen. Yeah, yeah. And you a, get a twenty five dollar gift card with it. Yeah, but some Toys R Us so. aren't um, supposedly aren't honoring that. Really? Or something? Because one of uh, one of the people in the shop box said Buddha Buddha Toys R Us, but I didn't that see sucks. all the details. I'm not sure though. I I was at work that day, so I really didn't get to read. Sit down and read it. Hmm. So oh. I'm looking forward to this though, because I think this will be a really fun album to play in rock band. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll buy it. I freaking bought that no doubt one. Jeez. No kidding. <laughs> Damn you, Eamon. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not buying uh Fallout Boy. Screw you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one, which a lot of people have been waiting for, and in my opinion, the game shouldn't have been released the way it was, and this should have been fixed before it came out. But um Home? Yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, trophy patch and the freezing patch for uh, Fallout 3, the PS3 version, has been released finally. So if you throw the game in, uh, it will now update with the newest uh, patch. And it won't freeze when you get a notification. And you got trophies, yo! Yay! Yay! I got the PC trophies. version, so I don't care. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But it's out. It started hitting this That's morning good. in Europe, and everybody was a buzz. Cool. Yeah. All right. And this last one is a very good news. Uh, uh, awesome. One of our absolute favorite PSP games, Space Invaders Extreme, appears to be heading to the PlayStation Network. Yay! Uh, it actually got announced for Live Arcade a while back, and yeah. I don't know. Like personally, I was still excited because I'm like, well, shit, it'd be really cool to play on the big screen, regardless of what system it's on. But even better to hear that it's coming to the PS3. Yeah. Um, they also had revealed that the original Space Invaders will be in the download. I Ooh. hope that actually applies to both versions and not just the 360, though. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be awesome. Because I mean, the first Space Invaders—that's something that I used to play a lot as a as a wee lad, uh, mm-hmm. going over to Shakey's Pizza in Fond du Lac and playing that <laughs> and root. And uh, they actually had the Budweiser Tapper there at Shakey's. Yeah, <laughs> screw that root beer tapper. We're we're gonna play Budweiser Tapper. <laughs> yeah, so Space Invaders, man, that that that's historic for me. That's that's a big thing. I always love Space Invaders. It's so simple, but I always had kind of a soft spot for it. Yeah. Um, this wasn't actually an official announcement, though. It was just somebody saw it over at the what is that? Peggy P E G I. Yeah. Basically, where they had to register all their new stuff. Them. Yeah. So hopefully, it releases at the same time as the xbox live one and everybody yeah. should buy this if you don't have it for your psp even if you do like i'm buying I, what bought the import bought the domestic version and i'll buy this <laughs> so. yeah it's it's an awesome game i mean it, it needs to be owned by everybody it, it is that good yeah it's it's space invaders like you always knew it except they pretty much took it's not quite a music game but it makes certain notes when you like destroy the space invaders and you chain different colors it actually gives you power up weapons now and there's all these little bonus stages yeah. the game's kind of psychedelic it's really fucking cool 
Well, the big thing about it also is it's got a, the chaining system that you mentioned, but also it's really fast paced. You're not on, you're not just cleaning off these these space invaders one by one like in the original game. It's it's all yeah. about upgrading your weapons and trying to get done in a really quick time frame. Getting to these bonus screens, it's always changing. It's like thirty every thirty seconds, boom, 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 something new. That's why I love it so much. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Get it, buy it. Do, do, do. If you don't have it for PSP, buy go it, buy it, it now. Run, run, buy it. We'll wait. <laughs> no, we're just waiting. And it's also on DS. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, DS. Hey, I got a late breaking story we can add. Okay. Uh, the first little big planet construction pack is coming out this week. Ah, yes, two ninety nine. Yeah, it's all holiday themed, so you got wrapping paper and tree Christmas trees and turkeys and whatnot. Include stickers, costumes, materials, all sorts of crap. Is there a dreidel? Hmm, I don't know. You could probably make one easily enough. Dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay. <laughs> no, two ninety nine's not really bad. I mean, this isn't anything you have to buy, like bitch about the DLC or not. You don't have to buy it unless you want it. I don't see any point to buying this unless you're creating levels. So. This is pretty interesting, though. Uh, this is uh, the first level pack release, but with the holidays only around for a few more weeks, the festive level pack is only available for a limited time and will be removed from the store after January 8th of 2009. I'll probably pick it up. I, I haven't even played Little Big Planet for like the last three weeks, but I'll still pick it up because I know I'm going to go back to it. Yeah, I haven't touched it in a while, but it's, I mean, I have a pile of games I haven't touched in a while, so it's not really saying anything against Little Big Planet. So what are the Total new releases this first. week? Uh, Crash Bomb, no, Crash Commando. Oh, yes, yes, Crash Commando on the PSN <laughs> this week. And that's yeah, it, and that's, that's your it. release list. <laughs> go Thank play you, the games night. you should already have, or wait for Santa to bring you more. And go buy Valkyria Chronicles, it needs more uh, more sales. No kidding. I hate all of you for not buying it, except who said they bought it. Omnilaw. Uh, hang on. Five Cobras. Scott's got it. Wait, did he buy it? Yeah, I know Scott's got it. Deadward's got it. Yeah, Five Cobras has it. Bleak said he might get it for Christmas, so he's all right. Everybody else, fuck you. There you go. Yeah, including me, I haven't bought it yet. <laughs> yeah, fuck you too. See, I just don't know if I'd play it, but at the same time, it's one of well, those right. No. I'm, I'm so drawn to it, though, because it's such a beautiful game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's beautiful. It is a really good game, but as much as I love telling people off, if it's, you're not if it's not the kind of game you like, then don't buy it. You know, it, this yeah. that's the thing. It's a niche title, so I'm not surprised it hasn't sold well. But at the same time, it really sucks because it's a really good game and it's a really good exclusive for a system people claim has no games. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking over the uh, Blu-ray new releases next week. Ugh. Yeah. They're doing all these two packs now. Oh, God. That kind of takes... Uh, I'm going to get pissy. Um, Death Race, which I actually kind of want to see. I just don't want to buy. Mm-hmm. Looks like a good action flick. Um, Fanboys comes out, which is kind of funny. It's about four extreme Star Wars fans. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it, it's actually pretty funny. There's there's some good... Uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's got some good cameos in it. But, man, there, there ain't shit coming out. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, don't worry That's about it. That's because well, we're supposed to ooh, be the house celebrating uh, holidays. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy what you, what you got and enjoy your families. And enjoy yeah. the, the live show on December 20th, 7 p.m. Central Time. Woo! Wait, what? It's, it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it works. <laughs> oh, 
I don't want to tell anybody about it, but <laughs> all right. Well, let's take our second break. And when we come back, we will uh, hit the reviews. Hey, hey, everyone. My name's Dale Coolis, and I am host of the podcast On Tap, found on the VGEVO Podcast Network or on our new website at ontappodcast.com. And our podcast is a video game alternative podcast. You know, there's a ton of other awesome podcasts that cover the latest happenings of the industry well. So what we do is we focus on reviews, uh, retro reviews, roundtable discussions, and we even make sure to talk about a lot of the dreaded pile of video game movies. If you want to give your iPod or other audio device of your choice something different to listen to, uh, check us out. Look for us on the VGEVO Podcast Network or on tappodcast.com. Thanks. Okay, we are back, and we're going to start off with a guest review of Astro Tripper as it came out over in Europe and has not come out over in North America yet. I'm not sure about Japan, but I don't believe it's come out there either. Um, and who did you say this is from? Uh, the guys that did that, uh, was it Mutant Storm on Xbox Live Arcade? Right, okay. I so forgot it's what the name of the developer group. is. Yeah, uh, but this is uh, our 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 listener Shmin Shmin Pi uh, from over in Europe, <laughs> and uh, sounds like it's a pretty damn tough game. So, give the review a listen, and we'll be right back. Hey, Glenn and Mark, this is PSN Shmin Pi here with a guest review at of Astro Tripper by Pom Pom Games. It was released in Europe this Thursday, so I've had a couple of days to play it, and with a price of three quid twenty, which I'd guess is about five or six dollars, it it's in my opinion a good game for people who like shmups, as there's quite a shortage of them on the PSN. First off, I'll give the main bad point about the game, which is actually nothing to do with the gameplay, but nonetheless it could put some people off. If you start this game, it creates a problem which means you can't actually sink your trophies off the XMB, but I've been in touch with the developers and they're working on a fix for this, which is good news. Um, if you're upgrading your hard drive in the next few weeks, you might want to wait until this is fixed by the game, otherwise you won't be able to back up your trophies online and you might lose some of the more recent ones you've gotten. Um, as you might have guessed by now, it has trophies, yay! Which are a good mix of readable to quite difficult, and speaking of the, uh, difficult, this game is definitely for those who like a challenge. Not to boast, but I have the highest score out of all my friends on Stardust, and I failed the tutorial levels on easy eight times for the time I played. This game will own you if you aren't insanely good at shmups. Once you've got into it, though, it gets more manageable, and even though it's really hard, it doesn't stop being fun. I felt spurred on to beat the game instead of pushed away from the experience. Once you manage to get into it, you can upload your high scores onto online leaderboards so you can compare them with your friends and see who's best at the game, which is also nice. The game's music is very minimalist, put it nicely, but it supports custom soundtracks, so you won't actually force to listen to the game's soundtrack, which is always a plus, and the graphics are actually really pretty, and it's presented in 1080p, and it's all wrapped up in a nice little 60 megabyte download. I, I really like it, and I recommend it highly, especially to Europeans who are starved of Himmelstormer loving. Clean up, high out. All right, well, thanks for sending that in. Uh, and, and, you know, it was nice. It was a minute 36. That's perfect time. Uh, really hit all the points that we like. I wish I could do reviews like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of the long rambling crap that we always spew out uh, every week. Uh, I ramble. That's that's what us old people do. I, I remember back in the day when we wore onions around our belt because that, that was the fashion of the time. <laughs> I ramble too because I learned it by watching you. <laughs> by watching you, damn it. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see if you can use those rambling skills with uh, your hands on with Persona 4. 
Yay. Uh, sure. I don't want to say too much about it because I would actually like to give a full review at some point, but that'll probably be a while from now anyway. But this game has pretty much shot up to somewhere in my top five. Wow. This year. Yeah. It really is that good. Like, you see like these top reviews five that RPGs it's getting? or top five games? Top five games of the year. Holy shit. I'm not even joking. Like, I have so many games to play, but I've been trying to make time to play this. Like, I've been giving up sleep, which I actually sorely need lately, but <laughs> <laughs> the game is just fucking awesome. Just go read the reviews. I mean, it's getting like mostly A's and like 90 to 100s across the board. A few sites have given it slightly lower, but I don't think it's gotten anything lower than like an 80 or a B range score. Wow. Um, everybody pretty much knows Persona 3 was like one of the top PS2 RPGs and this one pretty much just improves on it. I personally never really played Persona 3. I bought Persona 3 Fez earlier this year. Played an hour to an hour and a half of it like I think I said last week. So I can't really compare. All I know is that this one has completely sucked me in. And I think the difference actually, well, aside from the fact that when I got Persona 3, I just popped it in to see what it was like because I didn't really have time to play it and never did find time, obviously. But the characters and the story in this one actually grabbed me a hell of a lot more than Persona 3's did. Like Persona 3's, I felt more, were more like kind of the anime stereotypes. I'm sure a lot of the fans will kill me for saying something like that, but the main Here character the is just mail. like. Yeah, no shit. The main character in Persona 3 kind of had this like emo look to him. It's the usual like silent protagonist type. But the one in this one, I can't see, you know, they're all still anime design, but they they seem I don't want to say more real, but the personalities come through more right away. You're like a kid who's it all takes place in like a Japanese high school. And uh, you're a kid whose parents go to the U.S. on business or something, so you're sent to live with your uncle in this really small town. And uh, like you go sit down next to this spunky girl who starts talking to you right away, and like you slowly start talking to these other like characters in the class that become your friends. And like I don't know, just the way that it's all set up and the the voice acting and dialogue is really well done. Uh, the whole plot in this one is centered around kind of a murder mystery because as soon as you show up bodies start appearing it like rain there's like a rainy season it's it's pretty crazy like there's a rainy season then a couple days later it turns foggy and when the fog disappears a body shows up like hanging from somewhere high up like a telephone pole or tv antennas it's really weird and like the very first one kind of took me aback because as you're starting the game you know tvs and radios are on and they're talking about like some big like hollywood scandal kind of thing and then like one of the people they're talking about well i don't spoil anything but (laughs) it's in the beginning of the game so whatever (laughs) yeah it you know it just like it comes out right away but i don't know the it's it's just really cool and persona 3 was obviously cool as well but that one was a they're both far-fetched but persona 3 i guess was a little more far-fetched with the way they set it up but at the same time it was still pretty cool and i do want to go back and play that someday because i own it and it's supposed to be equally as good but in this one you end up finding out that if you stay stay up till midnight and your tv is off it'll turn on to the midnight channel and it'll show images of a person then that person will disappear in real life 
and then uh, it'll rain. And when the fog comes back, they'll show up dead. So then your your character basically finds out with his friends that he can go inside the TV like poltergeist. <laughs> and oh. the, there's all these different like dungeons in the TV and like the whacked out Shin Megami Tensai demons and whatever that you're used to or like make up the enemies and your personas. The whole thing is just set up really well. I love it. I really do. The battle system's great. You can either have AI controlling your partners or you can control them yourselves. No, I don't know if persona three let you do that. I thought I had read somewhere where people were saying it was an addition, but I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. So I've still kept them on AI while I'm getting used to the game, but I'll probably switch them over to manual control at some point. Mm. But yeah, it, it is really that good. The whole package is great. The design of everything in this game, the menus and everything, is so damn stylish. Hmm. And it's stylish and different without getting in the way, which is what I really, really love. Nice. I'll have to show you when you're over this weekend. It's yeah, so I, d- I definitely want to cool. see it. I definitely want to yeah. see it. Um, the music's great. It's kind of a weird, like, jazzy, J-pop hybrid without being obnoxious. So that's good. Hmm. <laughs> that's unusual. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, the game comes with a soundtrack. It's 40 bucks retail, which is really nice. Uh, I pre-ordered it, so I got this really badass art book free with it that actually is really, really good, except I can't really page through it because it's got a lot of spoilers in it. (laughs) So I don't want to spoil it. Spoiler warning. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Those are my first impressions. I haven't really put in that much. Actually, I've put in way more time than I thought I would yet. But I have been able to in the past week so that's good but uh, i think uh hopefully i'll actually get some time off between christmas and new year's so i can actually put some time into it even though valkyrie is sitting there staring longingly yeah but at least i'm not one of the people who didn't buy it bastards wait (laughs) (laughs) so there that's my long rambling hands-on preview i don't even know if it made any sense made some sense you know it's really funny that's another one of those games that i don't think i'd play but at the same time i'm just drawn to wanting to buy it you know you're not like that into rpgs i know you're not necessarily against them but uh listening to john from drunken gamers radio talk about it this week i think you should try it because it's different enough from a lot of other rpgs that i think you might like it well i was telling you that you know i have both dark clouds now and i have um dragon quest 8 yeah and i was i actually was gonna throw a dragon quest 8 in on on saturday and i i went and got it and i brought it out here and my phone rang and <laughs> i started talking on the phone and then all of a sudden somebody caught me online about playing some other game and i was like all right and i never got around to putting it in <laughs> <laughs> that close to playing an rpg but no dodge that bullet so anyway all right well now i've got a book to read here uh our buddy coramore actually instead of recording a review like any sensible person would do um he wrote up uh, a review of quantum of solace for uh, i believe the ps3 so i'm gonna read this thing pretty quick here uh he's gonna say and this is him talking so if anything's in the first person it's him not me Uh, I'm going to start by saying that this is one of the most underrated games of the holiday season, and Treyarch definitely did a good job with it. Uh, The controls are a little bit different than COD5, despite being made on the same engine. 
The cover system is quite good despite the fact that sometimes you do something you don't want to do and die as you accidentally dash to a wall across the room instead of just pressing up against the one you're near. The story ties in both movies in a brilliant way that you won't really expect, and to be honest, it makes me wish it were possible to have done the movies like this, as it would have put some more context into Quantum of Solace, the movie, as it was hardly the most clear of movies. That's what I've heard. It's a little messy. Um, <clears throat> the single player was rather short and easy, even on the hardest difficulty. It took me two, two four-hour game sessions, so about eight hours to complete without getting stuck at any point for more than 20 minutes or so. It is still decently challenging, however, if that is what you're after. The game is not a graphical masterpiece by any means, but everything works. And as I've only played on an SD TV, the text is all quite legible, so kudos for that. Uh, the cover system is great, however, all the encounters are designed for it. And if you're playing on the hardest difficulty, don't even try to run and gun. The voice acting is all the actors from the actual movies or direct cuts out of the movie, so it's all top-notch and everything about it is very 007 GoldenEye from N64. Uh, the way the scenes are set up, expanding on the movie, etc., is very like that game, and in some ways better. The quick time event moments aren't that distracting, and the animations and fight scenes they do are exactly like the movies, so it isn't much of a bad thing. Uh, the quick time event one button takedown is not a big deal, uh, as I found that it was kind of hard and let you appreciate the takedown instead of just some lame punch like it could have been. Also, unlike most games, you can still die without doing this, so don't expect to just run out there and do a lot of takedowns. <clears throat> Almost done, kids. Uh, <laughs> multiplayer is a lot of fun and definitely a solid experience. However, very few people play online, and as such, it can be hard to find a game at non-peak hours. It uses a credit system, which you use to buy guns, gadgets, perks, well, gadgets or perks, uh, grenades, etc. My advice would be to buy the Hutchison A4 proximity mines and the gadget that gives two proximity mines plus health, as that seems to be the best combination. The cover system still exists online and it works well, works quite well, as it doesn't slow down the game a, a lot, but still can be useful in certain situations as being uncovered does not provide you all that much cover in online, and the movement speed of people means that you'll die qu uh, quite quickly in cover if you're not paying attention. It also depends on the mode as people play a certain way and in territory control, a cover system is more effective than in conflict or team conflict match. There are, there are lots of varieties to the modes and the guns, lots of different options available to the player. Everything else uses the standard Call of Duty online system, so it's really easy and streamlined. Uh, on a minor downside, there is no split screen av available for this game. That's kind of weird. Uh, so far, I've played about nine hours of the game online and just hit 100 game mark as I typed this as I got a trophy that said so. <laughs> trophies, yo! Uh, <clears throat> on that note, the trophies in this game are easy for those of you out there that are interested in hunting them down. The online ones take time but are easy from what I can tell. Uh, this game is a definite play, and although it is really good, I would advise you do as I did and rent the game as I don't think the online community will last long enough to make it worthwhile by. And there's limited replayability of the single player as it is a very linear game. So that's pretty much what I've heard from a lot of the other reviews as well. So uh, thanks for taking one for the team, man. The game yeah. actually did look interesting to me. I mean, it uses the COD4 engine and it looked cool, but I just couldn't bring myself to spend 60 bucks on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, alright, well I think we are ready for our final break. And uh, when we come back we'll do what we've been playing and we'll get out of here. Hey. Okay guys, here we go. Hello, my name is Chris Ferriccio from Interactive Distractions and I'm here with Jeff Chorney. Jeff? Damn mute button! Every week! Fuck man! Dude, dude are you playing something? We're, we're doing the ad spot. Oh, one, one second Chris, one second. Okay. okay, I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. Okay, let's try this again. Hello, my name is Chris Ferriccio from Interactive Distractions, and I'm here with Jeff Chorney. Word up. And Jason A. Stryker. Wait, what are we doing? Oh, fuck this. Jason, we're doing that uh, ad spot, remember? Yeah, the one that you helped write? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. See, I, I thought we'd just, like, practice or something. Um, All right, Chris, <clears throat> ready to go. Chris? Man, we can't even stay focused for an ad. How the hell do we actually get through a podcast? <laughs> Seriously? And we got nominated for a podcast award? Well, they they kind of had low standards. Interactive Distractions. So many games, so little time. Interactive Distractions is a proud member of the BG Evo Podcast Network. Who, Who gives, gives a shit? shit? Okie dokie, kids. We are back, and uh, we're going to break into what we've been playing. And uh, sounds like Mark hasn't really played too much, so we'll let him start. Yeah. Um, well, I snuck in as much Persona 4 as I could, like I said. Uh, other than that, what did I play? I played some more Stardust Portable, which I'm absolutely falling in love with. Wow. Yeah, I didn't really touch Everyday Shooter anymore, but I really, really like Stardust Portable. I gotta get that thing for the analog nub. I cannot play Stardust with my thumb. The way it is. Yeah, I've been doing okay with it. Yeah, I do, it literally, it, like after 30 seconds, I gotta stop. I don't know what it is, but Damn. it just kills my thumb. But that's me, guys. Um, that's, that's my bad hand, so. That's you. Yeah. It's all me. <laughs> uh, we've still been working on the house. I'm trying to get ready for the holidays, so I haven't Yay. had a lot of game time yet. But I did rent Left 4 Dead for 360 in the hopes that I could play with a bunch of my 360 pals. Fortunately, they haven't been on. <laughs> I try to get on. I managed to play with Fnary and Tone Dog one night, or not Tone Dog, uh, Qvot. Yeah. Um, and that's been it. And you know I have to return the game to Blockbuster tomorrow. <laughs> you know this confirms Left for Dead, Flash in the Pan, so, confirmed. Yeah. It. Uh, I mean, I probably could have been more proactive in seeking people out and saying, "Hey, let's play tonight." But you know, I've had so little free time. I never know when I'm going to be able to. So kind of a waste of eight bucks for the rental, I guess. So I think I'm probably just going to take it back. And if anybody wants to play at a later date, I'll rent it again. Otherwise, I'll just stick with the PC version, yeah. which actually is a lot better anyway. Yeah, it is. I yeah. was playing. I the mean, three, the 360 uh, one is, you know, it plays fine. Yeah. But the PC version does look a lot better. Yeah. And, uh, and what's, your, what's your Steam ID so they can add you? Burlap Smack. <laughs> 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 uh mine's torgo 100 so add me on steam if you want yeah i actually, I actually have room on that friends list yeah Woo, do they have a limit on it i don't know uh did you see that the latest update actually added an in-game browser now too to you can actually pull up a browser Left within the game a web browser nice yeah oh sweet um i didn't actually get to play the pc version at all did you play anything else? I wanted to play Castlevania on the DS, but battery ran out and I can't find my charger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Santa came early and I got an iPhone for Christmas. Oh, now so you have to get... Did you get your mock turtleneck with it, too? 
It's on order. Okay. Yeah, I had to special order mine too because they didn't have it in fat guy size. Uh, okay. Yeah, I downloaded a bunch of apps. Like, nothing I sat and played religiously, but there's some cool stuff on there. I really like it as a phone and as like a, I don't know what the hell it is, smartphone? Is that what they call them? Yeah. Yeah. It's a new toy for me to play with. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good phone. It's just, you know, hopefully the 3Gs are built better than the one I have because mine's just falling apart. Really? Well, you... Like I told you the last time I was down there, the Bluetooth doesn't work anymore. Uh, oh, that's right. The vibration thing in it barely works. You can actually feel it tumbling every time. And oh, uh, the speaker is going to shit. That sucks. Yeah, sucks. Planned I'll, I'll get it fixed eventually, like but you get, I, I can't find a way to send it in, so I have to take it to an Apple store. Yeah, you just missed <laughs> my 360 dig. <laughs> yeah, what talking. was it? I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. I said planned obsolescence like the 360. <laughs> We know it scratches discs, but we'll bring it out anyway. Screw the customer. <laughs> Everybody drink. Um, um, oh, yeah. I played home for about 10 minutes before turning it off. Uh, yeah. Home. And I'll never go back. Um, I don't know. It, it's got a lot of potential. It sucks. But all so the, does the PS3. Big well, deal. All the microtransaction bullshit is, is sickening. I can't believe I have to pay like two bucks for a virtual pair of pants. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It, it's it's bad enough that there's nothing in the damn thing, but the fact that it's just full of microtransaction rapements. Yeah, it really really sucks. I'm not. I know there's. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be a home apologist on this because I was oh, never enamored with it to begin with, but like. I know they basically had to release it. Personally, I think they pushed it out in the as an open beta the way it is because they had to because 2008's ending and the damn thing still wasn't ready. I do not think it should have been released like this, but I also understand they probably had no choice. Yeah. Well, that was the problem. We talked about a little bit up at the DGR land where you know they had to bring it up because they showed it off two years ago and and yeah. they were just getting so much pressure. But you know it. We did have fun bowling that one night. I mean, me and Two Hands Revy and uh, Five Cobras went in and bowled. And the bowling is playable now. I mean, it it's a lot more like league bowling on the Neo Geo to a certain extent where it's just button presses. Um, but it was fun because we we sat there and we bowled. And it's slow enough pace that you can sit there and bullshit the whole time. And, and Revy and I did that. And, and I told you about this, but God, this was so funny. Um, we're getting up to leave. And in the lane next to us, there's three guys and this girl, avatars. And um, <laughs> we're walking out. We're going to go play Call of Duty 4. And Revy all of a sudden says, hold on a second. And he walks over by the chick and just starts doing this dance. And all you hear is giggity, 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 giggity. <laughs> <laughs> and if you saw it, I couldn't stop laughing. But, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's got potential, but not for a long time. I just... I, I yeah. go into it every now and then just to see what's going on and see if they've changed anything. But really, the the fun part about it lately was that I downloaded the um, the Namco, the beta for the Namco Arcade, the, the the four games from Japan. And you get all these unlockables. I actually have like a Dig Dug hat now and a Pac-Man shirt and a couple other things that's kind of cool. But I actually got a couple of arcade cabinets that I put in my apartment. And apparently... Now, mine's not working for some reason, but apparently they'll link up with that that beta, and you can actually play the cabinets in your apartment. 
So I've got a Galaxian and I've got a Pac-Man, and apparently you're supposed to be able to play those right there instead of leaving home, you know, and going into the actual program. So if that works, that's kind of cool. But again, it's I didn't have to pay for it either, so which yeah. is nice. But I it's I'm yeah. not going to say it's worthless because I can see the advantages of just having like a virtual chat room. Personally, that's nothing that greatly appeals to me. Yeah, and I think there is potential for some neat stuff with like the game spaces and little mini games tied to other games but as of right now i see absolutely no reason to get into it well i think once they start getting the party system built up where you can actually meet up in a room and get a game going that's where i can see the potential for us using it especially as vg evo when we launch we're, we're already talking about maybe for warhawk wednesday everybody getting together in home and launching from there to see how it works and that kind of thing. But the problem is right now, Warhawk seems to be the only game that's supported by this beta. Um, you know, I, I could easily see us using it. Um, even yeah. for a competition, you know, you have to get together against somebody else. Boom, you get in there and you all talk about your strategy or whatever and launch the game from there. But no, I'm not going to be an apologist either. It's, and, and I think the DGR guys put it right where they said, you know, do we give this a pass because it's free? To a certain extent, no. I guess, but there's a lot of promises out there that we still haven't really seen come to fruition. It doesn't matter if it's free. My time is valuable, and I'm not going to waste it. Well, you don't have to use home. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, it's not something I'm going to go into all the time, but it scares me when I go in there, and there, there's always, like, some the same people are always in there. <laughs> it's a little creepy. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, eh, whatever. All right. Anything yeah. else? Um. Oh, that uh, that new shooter thing on PSN. Oh, Power Up Forever. Yeah. Bleh. I don't like it. <sighs> yeah. I I've been having fun with it, but I don't think it's worth ten bucks. No. It it literally feels like Stardust crossed with Blast Factor crossed with Nucleus. I would take Stardust so. out of there though. <laughs> really. Uh yeah, it it's I think it's prettier than Blast Factor Nucleus. Um the look yeah, is a lot like just, Nucleus, but no no. It is strategic. I mean, you get to that third level when you get the shield and all of a sudden you have to start flipping yeah. to the shield to get rid of those homing missiles, blah blah blah. But it's definitely it seems like it's a score rush type game where it's not going to last yeah. you a real long time and you're just going for a score. Um I'll play it I've some already more, got but, stuff like Stardust and Everyday Shooter and Blast Factor to play, so I don't yeah. really care about this. Yeah. No, if, is it worth ten bucks? No. If you have Stardust and, no and you have trophies, Everyday yo. Shooter and huh? There's no trophies, yo. Oh, well there you go. Nobody can buy it then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Mm, I don't think so. Alright, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> uh, I actually kind of went yeah. uh, kind of went a little crazy this last week and I actually stayed home did not even leave the house all weekend which was oh it was so awesome uh, caught up on some games that I really haven't played too much lately uh, Two Hands Revy went out and bought Motorstorm Pacific Rift so he and I actually played that online for gosh a good hour and a half and man that game just kicks ass the party system works really well we got into a great room with that was full almost the entire time, and uh, the guy that was running the room was a lot of fun. I don't remember his name offhand, but um, you know we were voice chatting through the whole thing, just t- smack talking, 
uh, just total bullshit. And it was, man, that game is so good. And in every way, Motorstorm Pacific Rift is just freaking awesome. Agreed. I, I, I can't believe I haven't played it much lately, but I am definitely going to play it more. Um, we even got two trophies, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, been playing some SOCOM. Went back and started playing that. Um, as some people saw, I did a little video because uh, a certain someone decided to say that it took 45 minutes to install SOCOM on his PS3. Um, and I had to install it on my PS3 downstairs, so I did a little video of it and timed it. And it took me 12 minutes and 55 seconds. Um, yeah. Uh, but I started playing that again and, you know, it took a couple, couple rounds to really get back into the control scheme. They haven't added the D pad leaning yet or anything, but I don't really have a problem with the, the six axis, uh, motion on that one, but man, it's a really good game. I, I think it's highly underrated. Uh, one up actually re-reviewed it and gave it a B plus. Uh, really? yeah, which su- kind of surprised me that they did that, but the maps are so good in that game. Just multi-layered little passageways here and there to sneak through that you would never think there are there. Um, it's man, it, the maps just blow me away in that game. The sound design blows me away when you can hear somebody talking in, in the room next to you because you're that close. It's proximity based and it's team based. So they're talking to their team. You're not supposed to be able to hear them, but if you're close enough, you can actually hear them. You know, I'm going to be playing a lot more. I started a VG Evo clan, like I said before. Message me on the PSN. PSN name, PSN name is Torgo. Uh, let me know if you want to be in the VG Evo clan. We're not competitive, but if, if a, a faction wants to go out and become competitive, more power to you. Uh, but, you know, this is a good way for us to be able to find each other pretty quickly and, and uh, you know, put the tag on. So, you know, I, I really like it. For the SOCOM veterans out there, I think they've done a great job and Unfortunately, they released it too early. They, it needed patching, and it still needs patching, and it, it's unfortunate. I, I think it gets a bad rap because of that. <laughs> but I, I really like it. Um, more Resistance 2 co-op we played the other night. Uh, I'm going to forget names. Uh, me, Bill Skate, Vladrick. Oh, who else was it? Double Arican. Um, Hell oh, darn it. I'm so bad. I got to start writing names down when I'm playing games with them. Uh, because we also played some Call of Duty 4, uh, which was uh, Othwell or Athwell or whatever, and Bill Skate and Two Hands Revy. Played some COD uh, World at War. Not a lot of it, but played some more of it. Although I found out that in co-op I was like two maps away from finishing, so I guess I you need to finish that. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the, P- the regular PSP stuff, a little bit of Stardust, a lot of Everyday Shooter, some Space Invaders Extreme, actually. And uh, some nice. Ball Hall of Fame, the Williams Collection. I uh, I said last week on DGR, but uh, when I was on there, but um, it it was kind of funny. I, you know, Pinball Hall of Fame has become my shitter game, <laughs> 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 and uh, I've actually completed completely uh, the award or you know the the goals that you have in it because you open up one thing of goals and you finish those, and then it opens up the like these table wizard goals for each table. And I actually finished them for two two different tables now. So now there's all these other unlockables, like different balls, like look like an eight ball, smiley face, all that stuff. You can actually play a mirror version of the table. Um, you can actually turn tilt off, all kinds of stuff. So, man, there's a lot of replayability in that game. Can't recommend it enough. Um, What else? What else have I played? I'm forgetting something really stupid, I'm sure. 
Oh, Gruel and I played some Street Fighter 2 HD uh, Turbo Remix Super Hyper Fighting Blow Your Mind Edition. Uh, I think we played like five or six maps, matches, and I didn't even have the joystick plugged in. I just had the controller, and Dale didn't win a match. So (laughs) 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 it was still fun, though. It was a lot of fun. He got really close on one of them. Uh, But, you know, we had a a problem with that one, too, with the networking. He could not host. But when I hosted, it worked fine. So, Hmm. uh, you know, again, it's not going to fix everything, but I I wrote that networking guide. It's out in the Sony forums under technical. Uh, Put all the Sony technical stuff here. Definitely give it a try. Uh, I think it will help a lot of people. Like I said, it's not going to fix everything, but it could fix a lot of things and stuff and junk. (laughs) So other than that, uh, just getting ready for the live show this week. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk more about that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess we can bring that up. Uh, you know, we've been talking about it a lot. I put it out on Facebook. I put it out on Twitter. Uh, we're going to ch- attempt our first live show this Saturday, December 20th. Uh, we're going to try to start at around 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. The way to get to it is to go to www.ustream.tv. Ustream is all one word. Uh, slash channel slash PS dash nation dash podcast. Uh, the link is out on our forums, also out on the Facebook group and on Twitter. Uh, I believe you can go to Ustream around that time because it's a scheduled event. I actually scheduled it for 7 o'clock uh, on Ustream, uh, and you can just click on it there. But uh, if you're going to come out, please, please, please register on Ustream so we know who to talk or who we're talking to in the chat box. Um, also, if we want to give a shout-out, we know who we're talking to. Um, again, you know, if you don't have it, Skype is free, guys. And, you know, you have a PSP 2000 or 3000, Skype is on there. And if you have the correct equipment, you can even use that for your Skype call. Uh, but Skype is free. If you just want to do a Skype-to-Skype call, go out to Skype.com, download the uh, whatever client you have, Macintosh, Windows, Linux, whatever. Um, or just, you know, create your account if you already have a PSP. Uh, but all you have to do is just call WDT-Torgo that night, and that's the line we're going to have on. Or if you want to call us with a regular phone, the number is 920-626-4464. It's also our voicemail line, so if you want to leave, leave us a voicemail, that's where you call. So mm-hmm. if it goes poorly, I'm telling you right now, guys, this is our first attempt. Just be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you wouldn't believe the setup that we have to do. Uh, I, I got a little webcam, so we're going to try to set up a little webcam. It'll be, be pretty static, but we're going to try to do video. If we don't, we're, we may not have video. I don't know. Nobody wants to see us. I agree, but well, they can see our big ass beer mugs. If we can well, they're gonna them. say beer guts. <laughs> well, that too. Nobody can miss my beer gut. Um. All right. Well, and then the other thing, uh, you know, we've been talking about it a little bit, but uh, Midwest Gaming Classic coming up in the middle of March, uh, March twenty first and twenty second of two thousand nine at the Olympia Resort and Conference Center. If you want more information, just go to www.midwestgamingclassic.com. That's all one word. Uh, we are going to be there. VG Evo is going to be there. Welcome to the Goo is going to be there. The uh, Drunken Gamers Radio guys are going to be there. We have, I think Phil Hames is flying in from freaking England, dude. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, repeat said he's thinking about coming too. Holy crap. Wow. From Australia. It's March in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. love MGC, but... Man, that's a long way to come. <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie Sleepy Hollow, that's kind of how Wisconsin looks in, in March. 
(laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I hope everybody comes out. Uh, We should have a pretty good time. Uh, We're doing, we're planning some stuff with uh, not only the the VG Evil crew, but uh, we're planning to, you know, kind of join forces with the Drunken Gamers Radio guys. And uh, hopefully, you know, we've had a good time every every time we've been there. Uh, So hopefully you guys can come out and check it out. Uh, if you're going to stay at the at the uh, Olympia, I highly recommend making your reservation soon. Uh, it goes fast. So, yeah. Other than that, uh, <laughs> the only other thing we got to tell you, we already told you the phone number and the Skype. Uh, so if you want to email us, you can do that at podcast at psnation.org. Uh, you can also find us out on Facebook under PS Nation Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at PS3Nation as one word. Oh, and as, and as a funny aside, um, I, I sent a deal over to uh, Jeff Rubenstein the other day because he he was saying, you know, if you find any deals for Christmas, send them over. And uh, I sent it to him. He goes, oh, can you just put it up on Twitter? And you use this little tag, and it actually up, updates to him as well. So I did that. I think we got like 15 or 20 more followers after that. Wow. <laughs> so we're up to like 125. Oh, and we broke 300 people on our Facebook group. Yay! Yay! Ooh, I should probably get on there. Now that I have a <laughs> the Facebook app on my iPhone, I can check it whenever I want. See, there you go. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. though, the funny thing is, this actually is going to keep me more in tune with all the social crap because most of the time I just don't bother to look at any of it when I'm on the computer. <laughs> well, you're not a social person anyway. <laughs> no, I hate people. <laughs> but I love gatherings. Especially Isn't it ironic? You. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, I personally just want to thank everybody for sending in the uh, questions for the Killzone 2 interview. I mean, literally, we had 73 posts, and we had a bunch of others emailed in from the NeoGAF crowd. Um, you know, you guys make our job a lot easier, and uh, I think they were really, really happy with, with what was asked. I, I, I think a lot of times they go into these interviews, especially if they go on TV or if they go on to, like, an IGN or whatever, I think they're kind of expecting the same the canned responses that they always get from these journalists. And I think they were really happy with what we gave them tonight. So, um, yeah, hopefully we're going to try to work out some kind of a giveaway with these guys. Uh, hopefully maybe we can get a couple copies of the game to give away when it comes out. I don't know. Uh, I'll work on them. I'll keep working on them and, uh, we'll see what we can do. But our, our thanks again to Zaku pilot for setting all that up. Uh, our thanks to David bull for arranging everything. And definitely our thanks to Kyle for spending an hour with us. Uh, which it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. So and thanks again to Zaku for making it all happen. Yeah, you rule Zaku. I don't care what those other VG voters said say about you. We think you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, we are going to get out of here. I think we got right around two hours, even with that long interview. So I'm pretty happy with that. Hey. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, kids, uh, we will talk to you Saturday at the live show. Hopefully everybody can, can show up uh, or at least call in. Uh, I think we've got a couple people that are going to call in uh, that you know. Hopefully, uh, I believe Martin's going to call in. I believe uh, we're going to try to get Jem to call in. Maybe Andrew Ewan. I, I, I don't know if he even exists anymore. <laughs> but I, we're going to try to get him. I, I told him he doesn't need a headset. He can call on his cell phone. I don't know if he can use the minutes or not, but uh, uh, we're going to try to get Jeff from the blog to call in maybe and, and have him uh, call, call Mark some names and, you know, belittle him a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> After what uh, they said in that interview, 
Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff's going to get some payback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we will talk to you on Saturday. Play some games. And have a happy holiday. When are we supposed to say that Saturday? Well, what if they don't see the live show? Well, then they suck. Yeah. Or they're smart. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good night. Christmas time. I remember my brother and I, uh, James, we slept in the same bed, not not only at Christmas time, but always. And... uh, (laughs) You know, parents are funny because kids have a great time. It's, it's like around 9 o'clock at night. That's when kids, I really had a great time. We were laughing and giggling and bumping our head. <laughs> you know, having a great pouring water on each other. And the first thing the parent says, you're getting silly. Go to bed. You know, they don't understand. You know, Why? How come we're having fun? No, we want you to look like us. Be evil, smoke, drink, you know, that kind of thing. But now I remember... Or waiting for Santa Claus. And Santa Claus to me was the great man. You know, gifts are coming. And uh, I've been wondering if I had been good during that time of the, the whole year and everything. And we couldn't wait for Santa Claus to come. And the heart's really, tom, 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 tom. You know, Santa Claus is coming. I wish he'd come now. You know, and the clock stops. It just stops. He never comes. So he said, well, now, for Santa Claus to come, let's go to sleep now. Yeah, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Try and go to sleep. You know, run upstairs and jump in the bed. You ever really try and go to sleep? <laughs> Nothing. You know, and then you start talking. Why did you tell Bob? Why did you tell You kids better be quiet. That's not us talking. We're not talking up there. You better go to sleep or Santa Claus is going to give you nothing. Put coal in your stocking. See, that? that's your fault. He's going to put coal in your stocking. No, he's not going to put it in mine. put it in your stocking. Yeah, and if he does, I'm going to tell him that you went to bed every night, too. <laughs> And I'm tired of rolling over on the cold spot, I'll tell you that right now. I'm sick of this. Yeah. No, we really had a, a great time, my brother and I.